0: Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Dan Relay Show on the Planet Earth, The John Campia Show, coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, and streaming. And guys, welcome to Monday. It's a brand new week. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend filled with fun and enjoyment. I went to Universal Studios... Uh, this week, took some friends of ours who are big Harry Potter fans. Never been to Harry Potter World. You know what I didn't know? They're opening Super Mario World. Oh yeah! Doesn't it look great so far. I had no idea. Yeah. And it opens in like May. So I'm like, what? are they gonna have like a Super Mario Kart race feature? Popped into my mind.
1: If <laughs> I like, can't throw a turtle shell at somebody, someone <laughs> did something wrong.
0: If I'm not dropping bananas every three steps, exactly. I got so excited. It looks so cool. I'm very, very excited about that. Anyway, guys, great to have you here. And obviously, you just saw them. I'm not alone. Joining me, of course, sitting over here is the one and the only writer, director, producer, Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, how are you doing?
2: John, this is the last week of my entire existence. I will not have seen the Batman.
0: That's right. Well, we're still 10 days away. Well, but next week, we're going to see it. Is that is that next? This week? is the entire week. It's next week, dude. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess at the end of next week we're going to be seeing it March first. I'm very excited about that. March first is, I believe, Tuesday,
2: Wednesday, yep,
1: Tuesday,
0: Tuesday. Well, that's just more than we. Oh, that's right. That's a it's a short tomorrow. month. It's a short month. Woo! Also joining us for that Batman screening is Ray Aura. Ray, how you doing?
2: Hey, hey shaven there he's already catching up on his sleep he's
0: and and his marijuana intake sitting right beside him (laughs) is chris carr chris how are you doing
1: i'm good happy president's day i hope y'all are barbecuing
0: i forgot about that that's no i'm not i'm not versed in the american holidays we don't have prime minister's day in in canada i couldn't
1: remember until i was like wow it is such a smooth easy ride today like no one's on the road i got here with like 20 minutes to spare and got a danish and was like oh yeah it's a holiday
0: yeah, it's. Um, I thought I, that makes sense why Anne isn't working right now. Anne <laughs> went to the gym when she normally starts work, and I didn't. I couldn't put two and two together, but that's right. She's got the day off, but we don't, because the movie news waits for nobody, <laughs> and it certainly doesn't wait for us. So we're so glad you're here, guys. Hey, guys, want to remind you about something? Uh, tomorrow is the next meeting of Movie Club, so uh, you guys make sure you get brushed up because the movie we're talking about this week is. To celebrate Batman opening up next week, <laughs> to some of us, we're going to be talking about Batman Begins. So your homework today is to get caught up on Batman Begins again and join us for Movie Club tomorrow. That'll be at 4 o'clock Los Angeles time. You can look up to see what that is in your local time zone, whatever. Also, a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget, if you need your daily fix of the John Campbell Show, but you can't be in front of a YouTube video, good news there's the audio-only version that we simply call the John Capish Show podcast, and it is available on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Whatever your podcast app is, go search for the John Cape Show and subscribe to it today so it'll be there when you need it. Now, here's how today's show is going to go, guys. We're going to break it down into two parts. In the first half of the show, we're going to take some predetermined topics. In the second half of the show, we're going to take your live comments and questions. If you've got a live comment or question you'd like to send in on the show and you're watching live and only if you're watching live, you can use the super chat feature in the YouTube live chat and we'll get to those when we get to the end of the main topics. But be aware that we only take so many. So I'm going to be turning off the super chat feature probably in about in a few minutes here. So if you've got a comment or question about any of our topics, fire them in there. also want to remind you guys that Rob and I also do another show called Mailbag because if you can't watch the show live and you watch a show, you know, the other 22 hours during the day and you've got a comment or question you'd like asked. Good news. We do our show mailbag two to three times a week. Here's how you send in a question for mailbag. Simply go down into the description of this video and you'll see a tip link. Click on that there or enter it in manually at www.streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip. You'll be getting your comment or question read on mailbag if we deem your comment or question appropriate to be used on our show. And of course, you'll be supporting our channel at the same time. And all of us here involved with the John Campion Show, thank you so much for your support. Okay, guys. With that down, let's get things started with a couple of off-the-tops here, shall we? And we're going to start off with a couple of Thor 4 and Toy Stories. The first one, none of them including Buzz or Woody. The first one that we're talking about is involved with Christian Bale's gore. I almost said Christian Gales Bore. Christian Bale's gore the god butcher, which the movie fan community went absolutely nuts when we found out that Christian Bale was going to be in Thor 4, breaking his previous vow after Batman that he wasn't going to be in any more comic book movies. Well, when you got an Academy Award-winning filmmaker like Taika Waititi at the helm, I guess that can change your mind. And change his mind, Christian Bale did, and he is coming in to play Gore the God Butcher. And we have gotten our first look at what he's going to look like, sort of. Because there's a Lego set coming out, and while this gives us no, no degree of detail... It is nonetheless the first kind of peak we're getting at what he's going to look like. So it comes from a box set. Rob, do you want to remind everybody what the name of the box set is? Uh, uh I forgot. <laughs> what was it? The goat boat. The goat. Oh, right. The right. The, the goat boat. The goat. You're boat. the one who told me.
2: I I was <laughs> just reading it, but I I, I didn't remember. It didn't f- it didn't go into my memory when I was looking at. It. I will say, John, it looks like a really cool. I mean, it's a whole Viking
0: boat. I mean, it is, and it's being pulled, title appropriate, by two giant goats. Two giant goats are pulling They're it. Pulling and the, and the goat, goat boat. boat. Now, in this goat boat, we have a look at a character. That there's there he is, standing outside of the boat, holding Boba Fett's big Tusken Raider pike. <laughs> there's our first look at Gore. There he is. He looks like the mummy, and that's okay. But there he is. I think there's another image with him.
2: I think it's pretty audacious that Taika Watiti decided to make all the characters in uh, Thor Love and Thutter look like Lego
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he's going for. Let's see if we can get a better look at him here. Hold on a second. Uh, there he is again, down here in the corner, Gore. Of course, we got Korg in there. This is a character in the middle. I got to say, I'm not quite sure who this is. It's. It's. I think it says... Is
1: that Valkyrie?
0: No, it says... Oh wait, that is—it's King Valkyrie. That's I'm sorry, it looks like she's got a goatee. Come on, I'm not the only one that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong
2: with that, by the way. If she did,
0: that's what it made it confuse me. Look, because I could recognize the word King, and it looks like she's got a goatee. I thought is Tony Stark in this? Okay, so yeah, so there's Valkyrie, Thor, Korg, Mighty Thor, and Gore, the God Butcher, (sighs) taking a look at him there. So I, it's an interesting look. I think also here in the picture, I think there's something about, yeah, he's hiding at the side of the boat. Asgard Tours. <laughs> is how it says on the side <laughs> of the boat, Asgard Tours. I want to take a look at these goats, though. My God, I love those. I'm all about the goats. I want the Hot Toys one-six inch scale of the goats. That's now what I'm talking. going for. That's what I'm going for now. Anyway, you know, Rob, look, this is this is just a, a little thing here. What do you think about the look we're getting? You know, first of all,
2: I just love that there's a Viking ship or goat boat in this movie. Hopefully, I would assume that there is. And it's being, I don't know where. Does that mean they're giving tours of where they're at in Norway? You know, where where bro Thor played a lot of video games? Is that where they're touring? Uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. Uh, it, it, this movie's going to be bonkers, John. I mean, we're getting, we're talking about the bonkersness of the multiverse of madness, but I think Thor, Love, and Thunder is going to be equally bonkers in a different sort of a way. And knowing that we're getting a Viking boat already, I'm in.
0: (laughs) What do you think about the look of gore itself, though? Like, it's kind of, you know, he's kind of got that plainer look, which, of course, we have seen overtures of that in the comics. Yeah. But kind of wondering, I thought they might go with something a little with more flair, but what do you think of it? Uh, You
2: know, I want to see how, how obviously he's portrayed in how he moves maybe he has energy pulsating within him like I, I i i'm gonna have to wait to see on camera but it's an interesting choice that sort of white marbly look um
0: like i, I said more kind of like a mummy he almost looks like the mummy in yeah
2: there. i mean I, i'd go with that
0: you know why not Chris, you had a chance. You're taking a look at uh, th- this picture. First of all, what do you think about the basic look? Obviously, we're not getting any detail from yeah. a Lego picture. I mean, let's let's not be stupid. I mean, but- the,
1: the Lego looks like Mumra and Voldemort had a baby. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. So, but I'm here for it. I love that combination. Um, I'm excited about it. And, and you know, Tyka said that this is the most bananas film he's ever done. So... I'm excited to see what the actual character comes to look like. But I think we can expect, you know, something very, very spooky, you know, and no nose. I got to
0: ask Ray about this, too. Ray, you you had a chance taking a look at back up. there. He is there kind of like in his uh, white wrap and uh, again, his Boba Fett Tuscan spike there standing outside of the boat. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I, I didn't know if if our first look would have something with like more flair or whatever. He seems to be going with a simple approach. What
3: do you think of it? I, all that stands out to me is just a jane foster look i really dig Ooh. it and mm-hmm. we'll be talking about it in the next thing but um gore I, ha- I don't know anything about him so i can't really give you an opinion i mean he's a god butcher that's all you need to know i he mean is- it, it, it <laughs> it's hard to tell from a lego so maybe i'll just wait for maybe another like an action figure or something, yeah but i can't really
0: and this comes out in july right john june or july i can't like one of the two things ray if you can look that up yeah yeah. it's it's either june or july i believe I think
2: because june's too close to dr strange which is may
0: yeah that's right so So, july would make more sense yeah which means we could be getting some trailer action at some point Mm -hmm. but at any rate guys question is what do you think our first little kind of minor peak maybe from a lego version of what gore the god butcher may look like what are your guys thoughts on this jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there Okay, guys, with that down, let's go on to another off the top. And it's very similar to the first one. And the fact that it talks about toys from Tor, Thor Tor, Thor 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 I'm mixing my, <laughs> my syllables up here. Thor four. And that is this, you know, we the fan community went all abuzz when I believe it was at Comic-Con that you had Kevin Feige out on stage and he was out there and Taika Waititi was there and they were making announcements and Jane Foster, Natalie Portman, came walking out on stage. and They announced she's going to be in Thor 4. And Taika Waititi got down on one knee and lifted up with both hands Mjolnir and handed it to Natalie Portman, which got a lot of people talking, speculating. Now, of course, we know she's going to be playing some kind of version of a Thor. Can, whether they're going to call her Lady Thor or they're just going to call her Jane or they're going to call her Mighty Thor, whatever they actually refer to her as. In the movie, we'll have to find out. Now, we've seen some art about the look, but now we've got some images of the larger toys coming out that's giving us a better look at a couple of things, including her holding the reassembled, the reforged Mjolnir put together, assumingly, from the shattered pieces that Thor's sister shattered it and destroyed it. But we also get a good look at Thor with Stormbreaker. Now, all of them are showing some images with the Thor hammer utilizing some power. We've got one image here where it's like a yellow thing of electricity. Not actually being able to see the hammer itself leads me to believe that maybe this has something to do with the reforging of the hammer because you don't really see it under there because we get another look at the hammer where the hammer is under there, but it's got that traditional blue lightning look that the toys will use and stuff like that. Not super thrilled with the face sculpt. The, the I, I look at that and I don't see natalie portman but that's fine it's okay a lot of times these non-hot toy figures this is from bandai
2: yeah they do and they're 12 scale so
0: they're half the size of it right system. so they don't have as much room to work with still chris Hemsworth though looks pretty good actually no he looks better than pretty good mm-hmm. he looks pretty damn good still wielding stormbreaker there so that looks that's looking all right again we po- talked a little bit about the new look of thor's outfit It's rocking more of that royal blue in there. I'm thinking it's looking really good. But we also get a good shot here of what Jane Foster's Mighty Thor is going to look like. I think the helmet looks great on her. The armor looks good. All that kind of stuff. So anyway, Rob, you had a chance to take a look at these images. What's standing out to you?
2: John, once again, I'm gonna have to come to you for a raise because I've got to get more Hot Toys money. (laughs) I look at the Jane Foster. I want that Jane Foster as Thor. And if you think, I mean, how many variants are they gonna make from Doctor Strange and Thor and Moon Knight? I, I look. You gotta double my salary, dude. Otherwise, I'm gonna go. I got, I got a mortgage to pay. I'm gonna go broke, (laughs) broke on Hot Toys. Just uh, do something. Help me out.
0: Where would you say right now, like all things considered, with how close the movie is now? Right all the things we've been hearing. We just got a first little glimpse of what maybe gore, what kind of look we could see from gore, nothing detailed. We're getting some now look at the, the outfit, something a little bit more tangible mm. with the 112th scale figures. Where's your anticipation level right now for this movie? Well, I have to
2: tell you, going by Taika Waititi's past work, which is, of course, you know his wonderful Oscar-winning film with your favorite scene with the shoes ever, uh, Jojo Rabbit, and then for Ragnarok I mean just those two movies alone tells me that we're gonna get something pretty special I think because I love Ragnarok you know I really did and and it was I was surprised at how funny it was and a lot of people you know like you've always pointed out it was funny but also one of the darker Marvel movies made the destruction yes. of Asgard I mean the death of Odin, the, the death of Odin and and the, the shattering of Mjolnir it's it it was a heavy movie but it was very funny and I expect more of that, which that's a hard thing to do, to, to be able to do, Peacemaker did it very well. Um, so I'm I'm really, really, really anticipating Thor Love and Thunder, I think I'm gonna love it.
0: Chris, you're taking a look at these images of these toys, getting a good look again at Natalie Portman, a little bit more Chris Hemsworth that their character is gonna look like. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, I love these figures. I would actually possibly buy a hot toy. Why? I, I might pop my Hot toy cherry. Well, this is, I... these
0: aren't Hot Toys. No, uh, these are oh, Bandai. these are just regular guys? Yeah, these are, are Bandai. These are oh. yeah. Yeah. But well, imagine, imagine but Hot Toys, toys versions version of them, then yeah. is gonna,
1: It will have a better face sculpt then. Yes, it oh, will. It have a much better face
0: sculpt, yeah. These are
1: great. I like them a lot. And this comic book arc, too, is so good. The, the Mighty Thor, The Goddess of Thunder by Jason Aaron is such a good story. So I'm just really hyped to see how they pull it off, especially with Taika directing.
0: And that's the key thing for me here is is Taika directing right like like I loved what he did with Thor Ragnarok love 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 that movie it's what he pulled off in that movie is crazy but then I see Jojo Rabbit and you start to get a glimpse of what Taika is truly capable of as a storyteller and what he can do with characters and what he can really do with heavy subject matter because you know as heavy as the stuff in Thor Ragnarok was with the death of Odin the destruction of Asgard all that kind of stuff there's a disconnect because it's that's fantasy. In Jojo Rabbit, he's dealing with something that was all too real. And he handled it with such grace that he made us laugh and he let us feel okay about laughing, you know? And when you see a filmmaker that it can do that sort of a thing, you just get more excited about when he returns to the fantastical in the comic book genre realm. And I cannot wait. I think these look great. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about these figures that we're seeing? Do you like the look? Do you are not? Where's your anticipation level right now for Thor, Love and Thunder? Whatever your guys' thoughts are, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys. With that down, we've got one more off the top to do, and that is this. You know, one of my... Favorite filmmakers is actually Shane Black. What this guy has been able to do, and and his creativity, his writing prowess. I'm just a big fan of the dude, particularly Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. Yes. I always gotta be careful to say that right. <laughs> Kiss Kiss <laughs> because I've been caught on that before, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, absolutely one of my favorites. And a film that kind of was a big part in helping to rejuvenize Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Of course, fast forward a few years later, Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. re-teamed up again to do Iron Man 3, a movie that I actually quite like. I do too. I I don't put it in the top 15 or 20 MCU movies, but I quite like it. A a lot of people complained because it was an Iron Man movie that didn't have a lot of Iron Man in it. And I get that. I I can see that complaint, so I I acknowledge that. But I still kind of liked it. Unfortunately, Shane Black then did that Predator movie, and I was so excited for that Predator movie. And I told everybody, you wait, this movie's gonna be awesome!
1: With oh, Shane yeah.
0: Black doing it. Bless. Woo! That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Oh, it's too bad. But whatever, everybody had he the He had bad. the nice
2: guys with Russell Crowe and- yeah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, God. Was like, That was good. The poster oh.
0: child movie, whenever people complain, Hollywood doesn't do anything originally anymore. It's like, shut the fuck up. He made- Nice Guys, and you just didn't go see it. Mm -hmm. So just you be quiet anyway, because Nice Guys was incredible. Russell Crowe, (coughs) pardon me, my favorite actor, Ryan Gosling, good Canadian kid. It was wonderful, that movie. Well, apparently now we're about to see Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black team up again For a new movie based on a novel series for Amazon Studios. This comes to us from the folks over at Screen Rant who write the following. Robert Downey Jr. is set to reunite with former Iron Man 3 director Shane Black for a new streaming movie. The film is an adaptation of the highly popular crime fiction novels known as The Parker Series, written by Donald E. Westlake. The series consists of a total of 24 books which were released between 1962 and 2008. In addition to Marvel Studios' Iron Man saga, Black and Downey also previously collaborated on the 2005 Black comedy crime thriller Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, which starred (laughs) Downey in the lead role. Now Empire has revealed that Black has written a script for the new film, which is set to be headlined by Downey. The MCU actor will play the main character of the Westlake crime fiction novels, who is simply known as Parker. The project is being developed by Amazon Studios and will reportedly make its debut on Amazon Prime Video. This new film adaptation is produced by Downey, his wife Susan Downey, and Joel Silver. Silver also collaborated with Black on several of his previous films, such as The Nice Guys and The Lethal Weapon franchise. That again comes to us from Screen Rant. And listen, I'll tell you what, I love this for a couple of reasons. Number one, It's a new Shane Black project. So I'm excited right there and then and there. Number two, I'm excited to see Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. working together again. But number three is this. It's fair to say that Robert Downey Jr. has struggled in recent years with anything outside of him playing Tony Stark. He did The Judge, which I actually thought was a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, got an Academy Award nomination for his co-star from The Godfather. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, thank you. Got a, I believe Robert Duvall got an Academy Award nomination for that, well-deserved. But the fact of the matter is the movie flopped and it, it flopped pretty badly. Then came the triumphant Dr. <laughs> um Wow. I My favorite memory of Dr. Doodlittle was I watched it with Aaron Cummings. Me and Aaron went to go watch it and we didn't say a word to each other through the movie Credits rolled, lights in the theater came up, and she just turned to me and said, well, that was spectacularly aw- awful. Spectacularly awful. And it's true. And I just, I'm just, just like, right? I mean, how you could have that collection of talented people and make something so bad is beyond me. And of course, it, it tanked and bombed, and nobody wanted to go see it. So in recent years, he has struggled with getting. The reason I'm excited about this this sounds like exactly the kind of character he should be playing right now. This sounds exactly like the type of project that Robert Downey Jr. could sink, sink his teeth into. Something like an unto a Sherlock Holmes, which by the way, I also really do like him as Sherlock Holmes yeah. quite a bit. So this is kind of like them, get him in there as a crime crime solver, a sleuth or whatever. This could be exactly the kind of role for him that could reestablish his post-MCU career. Not that he won't be back in the MCU because we all know he will at some point, somehow, some way. But anyway, I think this is terrific news, Rob. You hear about Robert Downey Jr. taking on the Parker series, whatever it's called there. What do you Uh, think about it?
2: I'm in. I think it's a perfect role for him. And you know, the nice guys. I love that movie. I loved. I love Val Kilmer played the character. I think his name was Gay Perry. Gay pairing,
1: kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> Gay yeah. pairing, he.
2: I love their chemistry. I thought that casting was terrific. Uh, the Parker novels. I mean, I think hopefully we're going to get a renaissance of these long-running book detective book series, like we have Reacher already on Amazon, and then we're we're going to get the Parker. I, I'm sure it'll be a series, not just a one-off. Probably.
0: Uh, I'm I'm there for it, man. I think he's perfect casting. Bring it on, Chris. You hear about this? We've got Shane Black. Robert Downey Jr., a long-running book series, good move for them bad move for them how do you see it
1: oh excellent move for them i love shane black i think his films are required viewing at christmas time i love kiss kiss bang bang i have a really big soft spot for iron man 3 because when i first moved to la i got to go to a talk back with shane black and it was just amazing my friend miju got me in there thank you miju um and it was my first like la thing i got to do and it made me feel really cool with such a great writer and director i think this is a great move for robert downey jr he's excellent at playing these sleuths he works so well with shane i think this is a no-brainer and to have all of those books, I think you're right, Rob, it's going to be an ongoing film series because if we've got great IP to work with and we execute it well, this could be just, you know, a cash cow.
2: And it's going back to, to what Shane Parker does, Shane Parker,
1: <laughs>
2: Sean Parker, Shane Parker, Shane Black does best. Long Kiss Goodnight, Last Boy Scout, all scripts that he wrote. Famously, he broke through with Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the same kind of movie like with nice guys as well. Some kind of sleuthing, capering, you know, some kind of bad guys out there doing horrible things and a main character who thwarts their plans i mean shane black this is his wheelhouse Mm -hmm. this is where he lives i can't wait
0: i remember a quick shane black story a couple years ago uh prior to comic-con this company threw a big pre-comic-con party in la it was down at the w and uh schnepp and i went down to it and we had this private cabana with us one or two of our friends and Shane Black and a couple of his (laughs) friends. That dude is hilarious. Oh, he is. He's absolutely hilarious. And he's like, we we start talking and there's like a lot of like beautiful people there and whatever, and something along the lines, he goes, yeah, man, like my life's changed and you know, we making the films I used to make and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and something came along. Somebody told a joke about pickup lines. He goes, want to see my pickup line? We're like, what? And he goes, hey. I got Robert Downey Jr. on my speed dial. So that's, <laughs> the dude was just funny and hilarious, and I love the guy, and you're right. The fact that this is a however many 20-something books, that's not a coincidence. They're doing this in the hopes that it becomes franchise, mm-hmm. and uh, if they can make it work, maybe it will. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? We got Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. combining forces again. I think this is a terrific-sounding thing. How do you guys feel about it? Jump on down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Guys, we want to take just a minute and thank the sponsor of this video, Masterclass. Masterclass is offering classes on a wide variety of topics, like all taught by world-class masters at the absolute tops of their field. Each class is broken down out into individual video lessons, usually like around 10 minutes or so long, and members can explore at their own pace. And each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, or more that you can all find at masterclass.com for example, are you into streaming? Well, you can take the building your streaming class taught by ninjas. So you can sharpen up on your streaming skills, or if you're interested in independent filmmaking, take independent filmmaking from Academy award winner, Spike Lee. You want to get classes on how to direct? How about from Ron Howard? The very first one I personally looked up and got into was business leadership by the great big Papa Iger, Bob Iger himself. And I was absolutely enthusiastic thralled with it. I love every single minute of this stuff. If any of those apply to you, you need to try Masterclass. So I highly recommend that you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass. And as a John Campia Show viewer, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com campia. Once again, to get 15% off your annual membership, go to masterclass.com campia. And a big thank you to the folks over at Masterclass for sponsoring the John Camp Show. I'm not kidding, guys. Like The Bob Iger thing was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I I I like to think. I can't really cook all that well, but I like to pretend that I can. A couple of the Gordon Ramsay ones were really great. They're so good. Natalie Portman's acting one you were telling me. Oh, my gosh.
1: The Natalie Portman one is fun to watch. Learn how to debone a whole chicken with Gordon Ramsay. Really? (laughs) It's great.
0: I've always it's wondered so how fun. they do that. Oh, dude, seriously. That, like some of the stuff on there it's is amazing. amazing. You guys definitely check out Masterclass. Use the promo code Campia for 15% off. And uh, yeah, just go use that. And thank you again to Masterclass. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to our main topics here today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics here on the John Campia Show? It's really rather simple. You see, you guys come up with them. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campius Show. With that down, Chris, what is our first main
1: topic today? First one is from Steve Calderon. Hi, John and crew. It's a great weekend for Tom Holland. When isn't it? Uh, he now has two movies in the top Dating three. The
2: day. <laughs> yeah. Winning.
1: He, he now has two movies in the top three box office with Uncharted at number one and Spider-Man No Way Home at number three. Uncharted opened much higher than what Sony was projecting. The movie also crossed a hundred million globally. What are your thoughts on this weekend's box office?
0: All right, thanks a lot for saying that in. And uh, yeah uncharted so we did a story last week about the fact that sony was projecting uh somewhere around 30 million dollars for the four-day weekend uh whatever the number would be for the proper weekend a little bit less than that but they're projecting 30 million dollars and we said on this show that's not enough (laughs) that is there'll be more than enough to be number one at the box office but that is not enough for your opening weekend When your movie called uncharted and your budget was 120 million dollars and we said you know what if they could if they can exceed expectations and come in around 50 then they may be in business if they can come in around 50. well guess what they did as we've got uncharted doing much better at the box office than we thought that they were going to do and much better than they thought they were going to do this comes from the folks that coming soon write the following after plenty of anticipation, Sony's big screen adaptation of the popular Naughty Dog video game Uncharted finally hit theaters and exceeded expectations. <laughs> <laughs> early <laughs> early <laughs> estimates. <laughs>
3: Just because you boners didn't like it.
0: Early estimates saw Tom Holland, the, the Tom Holland Mark Wahlberg action adventure, opening somewhere in the mid thirty million dollar range. But despite a slew of negative reviews from the critics, like Ray Ora... Uh, Audiences are unlike Rayars to say audiences welcome the flick with open arms. The tune of 44 million over the three-day weekend and 51 million over the four-day holiday weekend per deadline. Comparatively, Sonic the Hedgehog earned 58 million in 2020. Pokemon Detective Pikachu earned 54 million in 2019, and Lara Croft Tomb Raider collected 47 million in 2001. Each of those films went on to gross over 100 million dollars, which, aside from Pokemon, was enough to grant. A sequel. And again, that comes to us from the good folks over at Coming Soon. This, I mean, this is a huge over the expectation level. Like when you're considering that they were thinking four day weekend, maybe 30, and this thing comes in at 51, a proper opening weekend of $44 million, this is great. It should be pointed out as well that that's not the only way Uncharted exceeded expectations. Because while I didn't like the film, I, I thought it had some things going for it, and I gave a big pros and cons list. I, I thought Tom Holland was very good. I thought the set pieces were great. I thought the arc, action was well choreographed. Overall, I didn't like the film. Uh, Rob liked it a little bit less than me. Chris liked it exactly as much as Chris thought she was going to like it. <laughs> and, and Ray looked at us all like we were crazy and stunned when we like. I still I'll never forget the look on Ray's face. We all came out of theater. And Rob and I were talking to each other, and we both said, yeah, that wasn't very good. And Ray was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, but guess what? A lot of the critics didn't like it either, but about four out of every 10 did, right? So it's not like none of the critics liked it, like four out of every 10 did. Well, here's the th- another way it kind of over-exceeded expectations. It may have gotten to 39% on the critic rating, but with over 1,000 verified ratings from people that... Rotten Tomatoes verifies actually bought tickets and went to go see the movie. Nine out of every 10 liked it.
3: That's right, it's- baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: we are the real people right here.
1: That's fair, right?
3: It's
0: very right. fair. So it, it has scored a 90% audience rating. And I think this speaks volumes. that The people, when they went to go see it, they enjoyed it. They had a good time with it. And I certainly think, well, I I am not one of the people that like it overall. I'm not. I, I I dislike it. I was disappointed with it. But there certainly are things in there to enjoy. And those things stood out more for a lot of the audience when to go see it. More importantly, though, the thing far exceeded expectations at the box office. Now, if I bring up the... Let me bring up here the uncharted uh, charted box office. I just want to bring this up here quick. Because not only did it do well for its opening weekend domestically, but internationally, worldwide I should say, it's already almost made $140 million. Which means it is on its way to breaking even and actually becoming a little bit profitable for their first film. And I'll tell you what, even though I was a little bit disappointed with the film, I thought the bones were there for something you could build upon and improve upon. And I, you remember, it's, it's I was like that with um, Underworld. The first Underworld, I was like, eh. but, but there was so much good stuff there that, that I was excited about a sequel, even though I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I kind of feel the same way about this. I think the bones are there. Tom Hardy proves Tom Hardy. Tom Holland proves he can work in this role if you do it right. And I think the bones are there that you could have a franchise on your hand and financially it looks like they're well on their way. Rob, I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised on two different fronts here. I was surprised, number one, at how well it did at the box office, which I think even Sony was very surprised by that, but the people wanted to get out there and see it. And number two, I was surprised to see, I knew a bunch of people like Ray would enjoy it, but I didn't see that many people enjoying it. (laughs) Rob, you're seeing both of these numbers. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all,
2: I've been feeling guilty all weekend and I I wanna take this opportunity to apologize because after we got out of the movie, a viewer recognized us, yeah, you know, and did. came over. Very nice guy, yeah. and wanted to say hello. And I'm just ranting like that thing sucked. I'm so disappointed. And he was probably like, "Boy, I don't ever want to talk to the Campia crew ever again." <laughs> he
1: was sweet. We talked for like another 15 <laughs> and minutes. You guys too. left.
2: Oh, oh, you he did. Was, so oh, yeah. Yeah. When
0: the, our viewers, we ran into. Yeah. Also liked the film. Yeah. He's, yeah, and he nice. liked the
2: film too. So I've been feeling like a dick all weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Just
2: so you know. <laughs> normally, because normally I'm amiable. Like, hey, how's it going? Good to meet you. I'm, I was not that way. But no, here's the thing, John. While I didn't like the movie, I like it when movies succeed because it's good for the industry. It's good for all the people that made the films. It's good for the studio. It's just good all the way around. And more importantly, I think this is the first it is the first PlayStation production. Yes. And in their opening logos, they had a lot of PlayStation characters like the God of our Kratos. 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 They have Kratos. I want to see God of War movie. So I'm hoping that, you know, PlayStation, they see this as a as a win and they're going to turn more of their properties into into uh, movies that are hopefully a little better than this. So there's a lot riding on this film for a lot of people, uh, Tom Holland's career as well. So I am happy to see this movie succeed
0: and I'm happy people like it. Yeah, I mean, we always want people to like it. I mean. You build on top of that too. Now they got Last of Us coming, although that's been delayed, but it's still, it's, it's on its way. It's in production. Yeah. They're shooting right now in Canada. Now look, I I like I said, last week I gave a big list of all the pros about the movie and all the cons. Yeah. If they do end up getting a sequel, they have to address the cons. Yes. Like their treasure hunting map following stuff was a joke. It was absolutely a joke. They've got to get a better writer to interconnect, make it flow and feel like a movie instead of just a random collection of scenes. But if they can do that, then the pros that I listed of Tom Holland working, of the set pieces feeling grand and and fun, and the action sequence, if they can fix those cons, and that's a big if, but if they can, they can have something very special on their hands and I hope they took those lessons into what they're doing with The Last of Us. I'd love to see a God of War thing as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I
2: couldn't agree with you more. You know, a friend of mine, I was talking to a friend of mine going, nobody would make keys out of gold. Gold <laughs> is the softest metal. you put those things and they would bend and <laughs> twist. And I'm like... That's a good point. And John, I don't like to dislike anything. It's
3: not. I
2: want to save my 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 uh virulent hatred for one thing only. And that's of course modern Star Trek. So I wanna love. I wanna love. Uh I wanna love the next uncharted.
0: Chris, uh you know, you're seeing number one, the financial results of this thing. Yeah. But also, you know, the audience response to nine out of every ten of the verified viewers coming out are saying they liked it. So how surprised are you about the financial one, about their crowd response, and what do you think this does for any potential of them actually getting an Uncharted
1: 2? I think they're absolutely going to do an Uncharted 2. I mean, that cutscene was them very, very proudly going, there's going to be another one. Setting it up. Yeah. And and I like I said before, I do think the second one promises more of what I expected. And I've gone into this, y'all, very, very clear that, you know, I do have a, a chip on my shoulder about this. I wanted Nathan Fillion. I've played the games. I had this perspective. And I've tried really hard to kind of break myself away from that and view the movie for what it was. Um, and that was great about talking to our viewer, Stephen, because he wasn't a big gamer and he went, yeah, it's just kind of okay. So we kind of could talk about this as just its own action adventure. I'm really happy that people are enjoying it because, like y'all said, people enjoying movies—that's what we want to do. Yeah. You know, and and whatever critics say or whatever we say on this show, right? We're just a bunch of people giving our own opinions. It's not scripture. So if y'all like what? it, what? <laughs> except for what Rob says. Everything Rob says, though. About that's about Star, Star trick About the Star book Trek.
0: of Rob.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Because then if they did Rob that, I wouldn't be in my own book for two episodes. <laughs>
0: that's true. <laughs> That was good. Well done. <laughs> okay, but if,
1: if people like it, good for them. And I'm glad that you know Tom Holland is getting these numbers because Tom Holland works his little took us off. In he really the does.
3: Yeah, 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 he does. the word took us. Let's give it yeah. up for Tom, baby. Tom for money bags. Tom Mr. Mr. money bag. Big wins, big wins. Top now, three.
0: today is also a day of vindication. For one, Ray Aura. Yeah. yeah. The justification. Yeah. The, the man. No, Ray, you see these numbers. You, you got to be
3: happy with what you're seeing, but uh, the financial success and the fact that a lot of the audience liked it, too. I'm telling you, one of my big worries about the, this film was that he couldn't break out of the Spider-Man, Peter Parker thing. Right. This kind of proves that he can. And I would not have watched this movie if he didn't lead. I mean, he wasn't my, in, like, what I envisioned as Nathan Drake. But if that's him, then that's him. But yeah, I wouldn't have watched this movie if he wasn't the lead, and I'm glad it's doing well.
0: Are, Are you surprised, the- though? Come on, you gotta be, I mean, I
3: know you like the movie, you gotta be a little surprised by how well it's doing. Though. Well, most people, like me, watch the movie with their eyes and not their buttholes, like you, <laughs> so. How,
1: you you keep saying
3: this, how does one watch a movie with their buttholes? So, um, <laughs> I knew I would win.
1: I've been called a butthole viewer today. I've been called a boner by you today. It's, it's serious, serious life life lessons
0: here from Ray. Do not watch movies with your buttholes. <laughs> I have it will to, not go well. I have to
2: say too, I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. And sometimes Alice Mark is Wal- the
0: departed man.
2: Some, yeah, sometimes and, and boogie nights all the way twenty-five years ago. Sometimes Mark Wahlberg is great. And really well cast, and sometimes he's sometimes he's not. I still don't understand what happened in The Happening. I don't. But <laughs> I, I thought I thought he was kind of hit and miss in this movie. I liked him sometimes, I didn't like him others. But when he came out, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel, he comes out rocking a stash, the Sully stash, and he was very funny about it. And he just seems like the kind of guy that I've never met him, but I like Mark Wahlberg, and I like to see when he's in a role. And we did see the 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 trailer for um, Father Stew which is his new movie based yeah. on a true story where he's kind of a screw up that later becomes a priest and then finds out he has physical problems. He looks terrific in that so shout out to you Mark Wahlberg. Oh,
0: now, I I like Mark Wahlberg too. I will say though, in all the concern that a lot of people had about whether Tom Holland was a good fit to play Nathan Drake, I I, I still I'm a, I'm a believer. I, as much as I like Wahlberg, I didn't think he was a great fit to play Sully. It was all over the place yeah. uh, for me. Yeah, I mean, I to go back to that fan film, mm-hmm. now I know for you, it's about Nathan Fillion.
1: But also... Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Mm-hmm. He's really Stephen great. Stephen Lang would have been a
0: great Sully because the age doesn't matter, Right. And he's he can do all the physicality. Like just go watch the what's the not not let uh don't say a word. No, be oh, quiet. yeah, or, uh, don't, shush, bro- don't Don't breathe. breathe. Don't breathe. Shut your mouth. Whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Stephen Lang, a blind Stephen Lang, is going around killing folks. I mean, I think he probably would have made a better Sully. And I like Mark Wahlberg, but let's see how that evolves in the next one. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. We're seeing uncharted having a lot more success than anybody thought both at the box office and with the audience how do you guys feel about that are you surprised did you have a chance to see the movie what do you think whatever your thoughts are jump down into the comment section below and leave your thoughts there okay guys with that down let's move on to main topic number two chris what is our second main topic today
1: this is from adam douglas hey crew Have you seen the set photos of Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic from the upcoming biopic written by Weird Al himself? What do you think of the look and what is your level of anticipation for the movie? Thanks and bring on the filthy.
0: All right, thanks a lot for sending that in. And yeah, look, not gonna lie. I'm a big Weird Al fan, man. Hell yeah. I'm a big Weird Al fan. I've told the story before, but (laughs) just to catch you up, I am not intimidated, made nervous by any celebrities. I'll walk right up to them I mean, Harrison Ford was a little bit of an intimidating one. I mean, that, that, that's just a dude I've been watching my whole life. and He's a hero and all that kind of stuff. But still, went right up, put up my hand, shuck his hand. Mr. Ford, good to meet you. And, and I've got to interview him a few times. Great. I've walked right up to just about everybody. There's one person that I could never bring myself to walk up to because I am so nervous, and that's Weird Al. And I have been beside Weird Al... In at least six or seven occasions where I've been at a party with them or at an event with them, literally coming out of a, a premiere once, going up the escalators to an after party, he was literally standing on the step in front of me with Ann jabbing me in the ribs saying, introduce yourself, say hi. I'm like, no, no, I can't. Aww. He's he's terribly busy. He's he's very, I don't want to bother him at the party. <laughs> it's very, I, I can't explain why. He's terrible. I was at a party with Margot Robbie. I went straight up to Margot Robbie to start talking to her. I cannot do it with Riddell. I am just. I, you understand. I've been listening to this. You're guy's a weird music. dude, hi <laughs> I've been listening to this guy's music, like since I was a kid. I would get the the little record and I would put it on and him singing "Beat It" or "Eat It." And our <laughs> videos like, were always pretty funny. His so videos fun. are great. Oh, I forgot. To, I forgot to turn on the fan on Chris's com- thing again. I'll get that turned back on in a second. That's okay. Chris is We'll be hanging off, but, out here. But I mean, I. I idolized this guy. And I have never been able to bring myself up. Anyway, got very excited when Anne's world and my world seemed to overlap because Anne's a huge Potterhead. And the announcement came out that Daniel Radcliffe was going to play Weird Al Yankovic in the Weird Al Yankovic story. And I thought that was a little bit crazy. Well, now we are going to get our first look at Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al as the images have started to come out here. And let's let's bring these up. There he is. It's, I love it. It's, it's a mix between weird al a 1980s early 90s porn actor from Pamela and Tommy. I wonder but he's got the right shoes on. The hair looks great. The mustache looks great. There's a close there's a tighter shot here of his face <laughs> get dressed up as it. And I don't care what anybody says. Other than the Batman, this should be everybody's most anticipated film of the year. (laughs) This should be everybody's number one most anticipated film of the year. And Rob, you're going to have to tell me if there is a hot toy of Weird Al, because I don't know if there is. There is. I'm getting that hot toy.
2: Uh, There isn't yet. And as people know, I am building a six scale ultimate band. And so far (laughs) in my six scale band, I have John Lennon. I have Jimi Hendrix. I have Freddie Mercury and I have Elvis. And I have David Bowie coming, and I have um, Prince coming, and I have Bob Marley coming.
0: Right. But obviously so the one thing you're missing. I'm
2: missing, of course. I need a front man. You need Weird Al? I need a vocalist. So Weird Al, somebody make a, a six scale Weird Al. I'll buy it. And I'll buy two because I have to give one to John. Yeah, I've got to have one. I definitely have to have one. But what era of Weird Al would you want? Which from one of his, like, would you like, would you like to go so Phantom Menace, Weird Al? Bye, bye. bye.
0: Long, long time ago. In a galaxy far away, Aight. Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui Gon Jin could talk the Federation in to maybe cutting them a little slack. Weird Al is great. Dude, I'm getting
2: hey, chills that you just busted I know. that out. That was amazing. Bringing up a trade
3: federation. <laughs> Give it to us, Ray. Give, <laughs> no, no, give us a little
2: trade, Federation no, no, buddy. No, no, no,
3: no. Come on. No, 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 no. Monday. <laughs> so here's Monday. the thing.
0: I, like the funniest thing about this is, is that Weird Al is like six one, six two, and Daniel Radcliffe is not a man of large stature. He's a, he's a shorter guy, which is cool.
2: So it's weird. That but it's it's good. very
0: weird that they went in this direction. I I love what I'm seeing and hearing, Rob. You had a chance to see the images. What do you think about the images? And where are you on this whole idea about this Weird Al project?
2: Well, first of all, the very idea of Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al is in itself a Weird Al thing to do. So, of course, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, what are you going to do? get Howard Stern to play him? No, I think it's really good that they're doing this. Daniel Radcliffe, he's another guy. He Just like Robert Pattinson, they identify him with Harry Potter. Did you see Swiss Army Man? Where oh, my he based- gosh. so good. I mean, so fun. for him to do that, and he's been in things like Horns, which is an adaptation of the Joe That's King. He was- Guns Akimbo? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Guns Akimbo. I mean, he's developing a really incredible body of work post-Harry Potter. I'm there for it. I think whoever's making those choices for him or if he's making them on his own, he's doing a great job because wildly divergent things he's done, and he has great range. Mm-hmm. And I... I just I hope they recreate a lot of the videos that he's in in, in this because I, I, I I'm there for it John and like you said hey after Elvis this might be my next highest anticipated movie next year
0: <laughs> it's right up there year. Chris now that you're, uh, you' uh your camera's back I'm on here, here um you you had a chance to see the pictures what do you think of this
1: I mean does he look a little bit like he's supposed to be on the Super Mario Brothers super show? <laughs> yes. Do I love it? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Should I get you to do a spit take? Oh, my God. <laughs> Rob's almost choking.
2: Yes. No, I almost I almost did a spit take. Uh, yes. Oh, man. I'm going to get you. Almost. Um,
1: but, I mean, bouncing off of what Rob said, too, his body of work has been very, very diversified since Harry Potter. He's doing that Elijah Wood route, right, of let me play things that you don't expect me to do. Let me take the yeah. most bonkers thing I can do. He was in Equus on Broadway you. after Harry Potter. Yeah. So he is the weird choice for this weirdo movie. It makes sense to me.
0: By the way, he's he's coming up in that upcoming Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock comedy. Yes. That is looking he's playing the villain in it. That oh, okay. looks that better looks and so better. fun. Every time I see it. But he yeah. has kind of been taking the Robert Pattinson strategy. Robert Pattinson, Twilight Boy, and that's all but all everybody saw this dude as is is Harry Potter. So what has he done? He's come out and he's just put together a really solid body of work, mm-hmm. working on smaller independent stuff getting people to really appreciate what he's doing now i don't know that he's gotten to the level of a robert pattinson yet but it, it's i'm excited to see this so this looks great to me anyway guys question is for you what do you think of the first images we're getting of daniel radcliffe as the one and only weird al yankovic i think it looks great do you think this is going to be great do you think this is going to be terrible whatever your thoughts are jump on down in the comment section below and leave us your thoughts Hey guys, we want to take a minute and thank the sponsor of today's video, the good folks at Keeps. Now look, you guys probably already know that two out of every three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're just 35 years old. Now that's where Keeps comes in because Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. That means the guys that use it love it. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. It's also low-cost. Treatments start as low as just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions for the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. That means treatment plans are affordable, typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. Keeps has everything your hair needs, delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is the key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so the sooner you act, the better. When it comes to your hair, save more, spend less with Keeps. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps, that's dot com slash Campia to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps, dot com slash Campia to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Campia. All right, and special thank you to the good folks over at Keeps for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. Make sure you go and use that promo code Campia because that supports them and it supports our show. All right, guys, with that down, let's move on to main topic number three. Chris, what is our third main topic today?
1: Third topic is from Geeky Gator. Peacemaker was obviously a giant win for HBO Max and James Gunn, and really for all of us. (laughs) I still can't believe how good this show was. Anyway, I caught a tweet from Gunn saying that the final episode of Peacemaker was the biggest single day rated show ever for an HBO Max series, and that the finale was up 44% from the series premiere. Does this prove once and for all the weekly strategy works best?
0: All right, thanks a lot for saying that in Geeky Gator. All right, we have been talking a lot around here about Peacemaker, and for good reason. This show, considering its relative low budget, which half of the budget was spent on the cow And the final cameos. (laughs) I think I honestly think that was half of the Peacemaker budget right there. They made this show for bus fare. And they made it one of the... I I still... Now that the show is done, I will call it. This is the best DC show ever. And I include Smallville in that. And I really like Smallville. I include Doom Patrol in that. And I love Doom Patrol. I include a lot of the, the CW shows. And I like a lot of the CW shows very, very much. I think Peacemaker is the single best thing they've ever done on television, and I absolutely loved it. And we know it's been a success because the audience has kept writing in talking about how, good, how much they've liked it, how good the show has been. James Gunn has killed it. And I'll tell you what else. Warner Brothers proved that when Disney decided to part ways with James Gunn, and there was a bidding war going on with every other studio vying for James Gunn's services, Warner Brothers proved that their gamble worked. Now, with Suicide Squad, the movie was great, but it did not do well at the box office, so maybe they were questioning their decision at the time. They ain't questioning it anymore. This show is a bona fide hit for these guys. As a matter of fact, the biggest they've ever had, and on top of that, the growth from its premiere to its finale was amazing. This comes to us from the folks over at ScreenRant who write the following. Both Gunn and John Cena took to Twitter to share the news that Peacemaker's season one finale broke HBO Max's record for the biggest single day release of an HBO Max original series ever. Gunn and Cena also revealed that the series viewership had grown a great deal since it first aired episode, its first episode in January, reporting that the finale's viewership was up by 44% when compared to the series premiere episode. Gunn thanked audiences for showing up each week to watch each episode as it aired, while Cena also enthusiastically thanked fans for their support, stating that he was already ready for making Peacemaker Season 2. All right. An important thing to point out here is that they were not saying that this is the biggest HBO thing ever. This didn't outdraw Game of Thrones or whatever, but this is now HBO Max. And HBO Max has already had several high-profile originals. And the fact that Peacemaker, this relatively low budget thing, I thought the trailers looked cheap, following off as a spinoff of a film that did not do well at the box office, came out of nowhere and became their number one viewed thing for a single day ever in that finale. And that is massive and monstrous. And well, congratulations to James Gunn and everybody over at Peacemaker and HBO. Fantastic, well done, well-deserved. Not to mention, James Gunn just got engaged. Yeah. He's marrying Harcourt. And whenever... A fucking nerd gets to marry out of his, you know, weight class. All nerds around the world raise a glass. Well, now and I, James I, Gunn is punching out of his weight class. Uh, here. His
2: Guardians of the Galaxy movies made a half a billion and a half dollars. I mean, I don't care. Like He's
1: it a doesn't matter. Fox and Jennifer Holland is very lucky.
0: Yes,
2: yeah. they're That's
1: right. both very lucky
0: people. Yeah. They're both beautiful people. But congratulations to James Gunn as well. On top of that, but on top of the fact that it was so incredibly successful. The biggest thing for original they've done. I don't think it's a small thing to also take a look at and remind ourselves that it grew enormously from when it premiered to when the finale came. And like Gator in the email suggested, this is once again more proof that the week by week release strategy is far superior. Despite the fact that I am myself a binger and I like sitting down and having every episode there. But if they had dropped Peacemaker all at once, it would have dropped, a bunch of people would have watched it, talked about it for a couple of days, and then it would have been gone. It would have been disappeared out of the zeitgeist. Instead, people watched it buzzed about it, then next week it came out again, people buzzed again, and then buzzed again another week, and then buzzed again another week, giving it tons of time for people to hear that buzz, feel that buzz, and wanna jump on the train. And the result was this incredible growth that we got with Peacemaker. Because if this thing had dropped all at once, it would not have this level of success. It just wouldn't have. It took week after week after week of people seeing it, buzzing about it, talking about it, spreading the word about how damn good this show is. Yep. And the results, were incredible. So again, a big congratulations to these guys, and and I'm super thrilled for them. I'm so glad. I This must be what Ray feels like, seeing how many people liked Uncharted, because like me, like I didn't know if people were loving Peacemaker as much as me at all. So seeing that this many people are jumping on board with it, embracing it, loving it, embrace the dove of peace. And, you know, I, I'm going to get a tattoo of it on my arm somewhere. I'm not really. I, I, I'm not cool enough to pull off tattoos. But anyway, I like it. Chris, You see, number one, this record-setting performance by the finale. Number two, the growth that the series had week by week. What are the things that stand out to you here?
1: Definitely the weekly release schedule. I think that is king here, right? You want to be part of the zeitgeist, and that's what works for television. You wanna be around the proverbial water cooler and go, what should I be watching? Oh, that's what I should be watching? Let's talk about, let's have conversations, let's have a YouTube show about it and talk about it, you know, (laughs) we we wanna be part of the conversation. And by releasing things in this nice slow trickle weekly, we're gonna give something legs because otherwise you have, you know, I brought it up before, you've got the you situation. I watched all of you, and I'm never gonna talk about what happened in that season ever again, <laughs> except for the day where I turned to Logan and went, huh, okay. That's neat. <laughs> Certain shows, certainly, I wanna watch in a binge format. I keep waiting on Servant, which is released week by week, but I wanna binge that all at once so I can only feel uncomfortable for a day. But things like <laughs> Peacemaker, I think they did a really, really smart thing by giving us this slow burn, allowing word of mouth to really carry this show and get everyone involved. My friends who aren't comic book fans and my friends who didn't like Suicide Squad love this show. Yeah. They're all in.
0: Rob, uh, you're seeing the kind of results that Peacemaker had. I, I Listen, as much as I know people have been writing in and talking about and buzzing about Peacemaker on this show, I was not seeing these record numbers coming in. I, I didn't think it would do that. And then you look at that impressive growth chart at that. What out of all this stands out to you? What, what's remarkable to you? Well,
2: I think the thing that I love the most is I believe in auteurist vision and in this this is the most probably the most James Gunn of all James Gunn things we've ever got and there's been a lot of those things whether we talk about Slither and Super on the show Tromeo and Juliet the Dawn of the Dead remake that he wrote Scooby-Doo and then of course Suicide Squad but this this seemed to be uncut James Gunn and the fact that it worked and it found an audience means that the studios are going to look for more auteurist visions and indeed we'll get more from James Gunn, which is always great. But I think this is the kind of entertainment people like, they like to feel that there is an author behind these things and you're getting a vision that only they can bring to you. And I think that's increasingly rare in Hollywood today. Not only that, but this show has given me an easy Halloween costume. If I forget to get a Halloween costume, all I need is a plastic butterfly and a trickle of blood. I put <laughs> a butterfly in my mouth, trickle of blood, and I am a witty Halloween costume guy <laughs> right away.
0: It just felt like uh, launching with a couple of episodes, whether it's two or three episodes at once, Seems to be a very winning formula because you're giving the audience a big sample size to get them started off with. Because they I think these TV the streamers understand that you've got to get the audience hooked with their first experience with the show. And maybe that takes more than one episode. So drop two, drop three, and then go week to week get them on. So that seems to have been a strategy that worked with them very well, too. I've also heard some people saying that, like, you know, well, Book of Boba Fett should have dropped all at once. Well, you're wrong no it shouldn't have and the numbers proved it because the book of boba fett ended up getting more viewers in its finale than the finale of mandalorian did Mm -hmm. season one or season two now that's and that would not have happened had they dropped it all at once now would i have preferred as an individual viewer to sit down and watch that show all at once yes i probably would have liked that as a viewer but from a business point of view and what was best for the show clearly that worked for it very very well and it's it's a strategy that worked for them so again i I think this is incredible stuff congratulations to them on this the numbers prove it all out and uh, it's absolutely fantastic so congratulations questions for you guys what do you think about this whole thing about what peacemaker was able to do number one the fact that it broke all these hbo max records number two the fact that it had such growth from episode one all the way down to episode the final episode that they aired 44 growth how do you feel about it jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts all right guys with that down let's move on to main topic number four chris what is our fourth main topic today
1: this is from vince Hey, John, I know you said that you didn't think Deadpool showing up in Doctor Strange would make a lot of sense or fit the tone they're going for. But what about Wolverine? There's a new report that Doctor Strange 2 will introduce a new Wolverine in it. Could you see this being more accurate than the Deadpool rumors? Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And uh, yeah, there's a new report going around. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion, a lot of talk, a lot of hype about Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. Because, well, it looks like it's going to be bonkers. And of course, in the trailer, we heard Patrick Stewart and saw the little silhouette of the side of his beautifully bald head. Like, that is a man that is undeniably a powerful, powerful figure in the world of comic book movies and in the history of comic book movies, and that's there. And then people saw the, the image of Captain Carter shield in one of the fragmented pieces of glass in the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness poster. And there were some people who believed they saw Deadpool. We Again, we can 100% confirm for you. There is no question. I will not tell you who I spoke to, but I spoke to somebody as connected to the situation as anybody can be who's not named Ryan Reynolds. It, Ryan Reynolds is not in Doctor Strange 2. So whatever you thought you saw in there, it's not. But it's understandable that there's a lot of speculation about who could pop up in Doctor Strange and the speculation continues. And let's face it, it's going to happen every single day between now and when the movie comes out. And it's understandable. There is now a report going around, though, that Wolverine is going to be appearing in Doctor Strange 2. Now, I want to point out that the source of this, remember, I always tell you guys, follow the source. Who is the originator of this of this story that this is happening? The originator of this story, that Wolverine is going to be appearing in Doctor Strange 2, is from a site called The Illuminati. Now, this is the same site that broke an exclusive scoop claiming that Sarah was going to be in Loki. That, of course, never happened. This is also the same site that broke the exclusive su- uh, scoop that Hulkling was going to be in WandaVision. Of course, that never happened. They are a site that, gets, that drops a lot of scoops. A lot of them turn out to be wrong. Some of them turn out to be right, which is why I think it's at least worth us discussing about it here because sometimes they do get them right. There is something more interesting here about the Wolverine thing though, because I will tell you this Wolverine appearing in Dr. Strange two would make a whole lot more sense than Deadpool ever would. And the main reason for that, or there's two main reasons why I would suggest that a Wolverine popping up in Dr. Strange two, whether or not this story is true or not, I'm not, I'm not going to take this story at base value. I think you have to hear this story with a huge granite sized piece of salt but it would theoretically fit a lot better and make a lot more sense. Reason number one why I think this is a more believable notion than the Deadpool one or any of the other ones is this, is that we need a brand new Wolverine. We know Wolverine isn't going to be Hugh Jackman anymore. Like that, unfortunately and sadly, he's made very clear. So unlike Deadpool, which is The Ryan Reynolds character, there's no need to introduce him in something. We all know who he is already, all that kind of stuff. A new version of Wolverine is something, and a new person playing it, is something we need. And so something like a Doctor Strange 2 being the platform to launch with a a brand new Wolverine seems appropriate. Kind of like what they did with T'Challa in Captain America Civil War. Or we got our first introduction to this brand new Black Panther, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, happened in that movie, and then kind of became the stepping stone for him to go off and do his own series. So that makes sense. The reason it makes sense, number two, is because Patrick Stewart is there. Now, I, I get it. Well, you know, Deadpool's a mutant, Professor. Yeah, yeah, but in pop culture and in comics and in all of our understanding, we far more associate a wolverine with a professor charles xavier than we do a deadpool with a professor charles xavier so that in and of itself makes the idea of a wolverine popping up in dr strange 2 far more feasible to me and far more makes far more common sense to me than a deadpool ever does so number one we need a brand new wolverine this would be an appropriate place to launch him like they did with t'challa number two Wolverine is far more closely associated with the professor, Charles Xavier, who we know is going to be there than say Deadpool ever was, or a lot of other characters could be. So that's that. The third reason why I've suggested this is a far more believable story than the Deadpool one, besides the fact that we know that the Deadpool one isn't true, is the fact that we talked a lot about tone when we were discussing Deadpool. We said, when you look at the tone, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going for, It just doesn't feel like slapping a, hey, everybody, it's me, Deadpool moment. It seems like that would kind of break the flow of what the movie's trying to do. Granted, it is Sam Raimi, and he can do some wacky things, but it still felt out of tone. A Wolverine, though, could fit right in. That tone we seem to be getting from these trailers, a Wolverine character fits in with that tone like a glove it would fit perfectly. Now, again, let me be very, very clear here. I am 100% not saying that Wolverine is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, nor am I saying that I believe this report. But it's worth at least paying a little bit of attention to because, number one, it's a character that we need an introduction to. Number two, it is a character far more associated with another character that we know is in the movie. And number three, it is a character that far more fits the tone, even as a small cameo. Than a deadpool or a lot of other characters would so while i am not saying that i am believing that wolverine is going to be in this movie i am saying it's a lot more plausible than the deadpool one or several of the other ones that we've heard so far anyway rob you saw this report coming out about you know deadpool and everything what and and the wolverine possibly popping up in here what do you make of it
2: well i think you just presented a very cogent argument why wolverine might show up in this new film and also look if our theory and many fan theories about we are now witnessing a post no more mutants timeline that we've been watching the whole time for the MCU having someone beyond Xavier being able to explain what happened like Wolverine either could be a refugee of this or or kind of like how the two of them were together in Logan you know I love that idea um that maybe we're seeing like like somehow logan comes after this movie like in the timeline i don't know but i i I love the relationship wolverine and xavier have with one another and i think you're right i think that wouldn't it be a great way to slowly start injecting mutants into the mcu and who who better than to do that with if you go back to x-men one who was the first character that we met it was wolverine Mm -hmm. in a cage fight and
0: Wolverine in Canada, by the way. Just want to point well, that. A, he, out. Comes like from, he comes from yep. the old so knucklehead.
2: He, he is a knucklehead, and I think that it's a um, an interesting way to go. Plus, if they wanted to, you introduce Wolverine, then you can make a Wolverine movie and introduce more of the X Men in that Wolverine movie. So I think it's it's a it's probably a really good way to go. But like you said, who knows?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, at the end of the day, Chris. You hear the story coming out here. I mean, the the, the source it's coming from is, is iffy, hit and miss. Might be real, might not be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I, I necessarily lean into it myself, but there's a certain number of things here that make it worth thinking about. You hear the story, number one, how well do you think a Wolverine would or would not fit into a movie like this? And then ultimately at the end of the day, do you believe the story or do you not and why?
1: I mean, I'm pretty iffy on whether or not this is a real lead, you know? um but that said i do think wolverine would fit well into this kind of story is it what i want even based off of all the wonderful things you guys are saying maybe not just because and and i know the comics are different from the movies but house of m it's so wonderfully executed that logan finally gets what he wants his memories and that's why he's so aware of everything that's happening you know and i really i really want to see house of m play out fully and i don't know if we're gonna have that
2: but you just said what would be really cool in terms of a characterization of Wolverine. Yeah. Like the Wolverine we met in this movie is, is that post self-aware. house, yeah, yeah. But, but which and and would you be know, really I'm getting neat. chills already. And right?
0: you know what? That's very, very similar to go back to my favorite comic book story of all time, mm-hmm. X Men Apocalypse. There is one character who carried the memories of the pre and post events mm-hmm. that changed everything, and that was Bishop. Mm-hmm. They could borrow from that as well because they've already done in house events. That's true. And say. If Wanda at some point in that, now we're getting into ifs built on ifs built on this, but (laughs) but if that theory that's out there of at some point in a few years earlier, a number of years earlier, Wanda Maximoff said the words, no more mutants and wiped mutants out of the world and out of everybody's memories, but one of them remained. Mm-hmm. who still carries the memories of those, and that being Logan. I love that tie-in. I mean, Please I continue. I think
1: that'd be cool. Um, really, though, I, I'm just <clears> focused <throat> on who would be our Wolverine, and I love the chat saying Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. I think that's Well, I fun. posted a picture. Somebody <laughs> yeah, made a picture this week. I,
2: I put on Instagram of Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine.
1: I'm super here for that. I also would love Jared Kiso from Letter Kenny. Like, oh, my I, I would love that.
0: He cares if Zeke. You mm-hmm. know who I've been saying could play, and everybody's going to laugh at me, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think Zac Efron would make a great Wolverine. You know. I, I really do. Yeah, grime
1: him up good. Uh, Although yeah. maybe
0: not old enough. Maybe maybe he's not old he's,
1: enough. He's now at least in that dad echelon. Yes. Yeah, so. he's playing
0: dads in movies yeah. now. Well, he's he in didn't. Firestarter, and he looks
2: like he's, like, he. look, I've always liked him. Yeah. And, and I think that that's not, if you think about it, look at his face and what they could do with his hair. I, and he's got that physicality. He could probably bring the ferocity, you know. I mean, I could see that happening. But again, how much how, you, you'd get the Twilight Boy
0: scenario times a thousand?
1: Yeah. Well, they I mean, put maybe high yes. They musical in my Marvel movie. I. Yeah, hate but it. If it
0: works with with uh, Pattinson. I mean, another guy that I would that I think would be a very very interesting Wolverine would be a Charlie Hunnam from Sons Ooh, of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who I would think would fit in that very well. But again, it's one yeah. of those ex actor and ex role things. I think there's a yeah. lot of guys that could pick, and I will we always got to keep this in mind, guys. Whoever they pick to be Wolverine, just remember that when they announced Hugh Jackman, this song and dance man from Australia, this guy who is way too tall and probably far too pretty. And no one had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And no one had ever heard of him. Nobody liked it, and nobody was happy. And now here we are several decades later, and we have it, a very hard time imagining anybody other than right. Hugh Jackman playing it. So, whenever they announce this new Hugh Jackman, whether we love the idea at first or not, let's all just take a breath and let it see it play out a little bit. As long as they get a talented performer, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, I know, Ray, I wanted to ask you <laughs> I, I, not who do you think you should play Wolverine, but do you think you don't Wolverine? Wanna know. <laughs> I want to know. What, do you, you want to see a Wolverine in this? Do you think we could? No, see I him think in it's,
3: this. I, to be honest, I I wouldn't know where he would fit. My knowledge is not uh I don't know enough about the House of M or anything. I, I just think it's a little crowded right now. It's just still well, it's, it's, it's getting it's getting crowded right now. Yeah. Um I he's Wolverine, I would want a better introduction, but if they did it, I wouldn't mind. I'd be excited just as anybody else. But I just don't know where he would fit in this whole thing. I just don't know enough to know where he would fit in. I mean I, I would welcome it for sure. But I'm just wondering, This just occurred to me, I wonder if
2: Marvel is reissuing the House of M omnibus. They always tie in their releases okay. of like be omnibuses. I never thought about that. I'm gonna go look into that, John.
0: Mm-hmm. It would be a good one to check. And again, this would follow Marvel's pattern of, they never do any of the comic book stories verbatim, but they always borrow. They borrow yeah. themes and whatever and kind of tie them in and how close they might do that with House of M. Because remember, Elizabeth Olsen once said, when she was talking about WandaVision, and and I might not be remembering this exactly right, but I remember her talking about where do we see Wanda going? And she mentioned House of M, but she never specifically said that was for WandaVision. Mm. I mean, as far as I remember, just, you know, in hindsight, I don't remember her saying specifically this is just about WandaVision, but like, could she have been referring to something that would come further down the road?
2: Yeah, and what if they pitched that to her when they first cast her? And they said, you know, because I don't think people, people do not give, even though he's the most successful producer in Hollywood history, Kevin Feige's a big Star Trek fan. Yes. And I said over the weekend, I said, Endgame was all good things. Mm-hmm. This, maybe I said it on this show, what they're doing, what we believe in that, what they're doing is one of the great episodes of Next Generation, it's called Yesterday's Enterprise, where history changed, and the, the Federation was at war with the Klingons, and the Federation was losing. And it changed twenty years of history. It's one of the greatest episodes of Next Generation ever. That's what they're doing, except we're already inside yesterday's Enterprise, and nobody remembers the way it was. There's O'Gynen who says, "You know," and having uh, having Wolverine remembering. I think we're gonna see it. The more the the impact,
3: the impact of this movie is gonna be greater than we. Any of us probably. Expect. I think you're right because I said on this. Sh-
0: I said on the show last week. I said, look, I think there there are two movies coming, one in DC, one in Marvel, that I think are really going to set the stage for where both of these cinematic universes are going. One is Flashpoint for DC. That's going to completely clear up and kind of show us what direction that whole movie franchise is going. But I think Doctor Strange 2 is going to be that movie for the MCU. It's really going to set the stage for That's what's
3: coming up next. They're like the road to WrestleManias. Right? That's yeah. exactly The two movies. Where exactly. You, see, you <laughs> see the blueprint of where they're going. Yep. Yeah.
1: I, I still, though, I mean, I said this when we weren't on camera, I don't trust or love anyone when it comes to who's not in this movie. Right. I don't believe anyone about anything. Scarlett Johansson could be like, obviously I'm not in it. My character's dead. And I'd be like, no, you're showing up. Anyway, guys,
0: question for you is what do you think about this report going around that Wolverine is going to pop up in it? I, I mean, there's maybe some possibilities to believe it, maybe not. But I think, as an idea, it's far more coherent than the idea of a Deadpool popping up in there. What would you think about a Wolverine popping up in a Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness? Do you like it? Do you not? Does it make sense to you? Does it not? Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down into the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, with that down, we're now going to move on and start taking your live comments and questions. But before we do, we want to hear from one more of the sponsors of today's episode of the John Cabo show, the good folks at liquid IV. We want to take a minute and thank the sponsors of this video, liquid IV. Now listen, just one stick of liquid IV added to 16 ounces of water will hydrate you faster and more efficiently than just water alone. It contains 5 essential vitamins like B3 B5, B6, B12 and of course vitamin C with 3 times the electrolytes as traditional sports drinks. And what makes liquid IV so effective is the science of cellular transport technology or CTT. You see it's designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into your bloodstream faster and more efficiently. It tastes great, and it's a great thing to take when you feel run down, you need your daily hydration boost, or even a little bit of hangover recovery. You know, Ann and I get up pretty early in the morning to go to the gym because we can't go to the gym at any other time during the day, and for the last couple of weeks, I have been drinking one full glass of water with Liquid IV, and all I can tell you is you can feel the difference during the workout. So go and grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code campia at checkout that's 25 percent off anything you order when you use the promo code campia that's c-a-m-p-e-a at liquidiv.com experience better hydration today when you go to liquidiv.com and remember use the promo code at checkout campia and once again thank you to the good folks at liquid iv for sponsoring this episode of the john campia show okay guys with all that down, let's now move over and start taking your live comments and questions you guys were firing in since the beginning of the show.
1: So let's jump on
0: over there. Chris, what do we got?
1: Nate Bullware kicking things off with a 999 Super Chat just to support us. Thank Thanks, you, Nate. Nate. Mods of Jada, at least have Tom, Toby, and Andrew present Oscar.
0: I mean, look, I still think it would have been a great idea to have them host the Oscars. I uh, Look, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm still befuddled about, about their choices, yeah. who they chose. There were so many other great names they could have got uh even if they wanted to have because they've never had three female hosts for the oscars if that was a mandate for themselves to do there are a lot of great people they could have got i i am just still kind of confused by their choices all right what's next
1: casey mack both uncharted and dog did even did above expectations this weekend
0: good for them yeah dog did better than they expected as well it, it made well into the double digits good for them good for that i mean listen good for the box office overall that we have uncharted exceeding expectations, dog exceeding expectations. I mean, this bodes very well for the Batman. Yes, it into does. it does. Because everything's about how does it connect to the Batman? All right, what's next?
1: Raymond Varada. Jonathan K. Hu took up acting again after watching Crazy Rich Asians. He's now Michelle Yeoh's husband in Everything Everywhere all at once. I hope he can play Short Round again in Indiana Jones. It was
0: last week that you guys pointed out to me that the... Michelle Yo's husband in *Everything, Everywhere, All at Once* trailer, which is bonkers good, yeah. by the way. It was you guys who pointed out to me that that was short round. I had no idea, and all of a sudden I got real excited about that. Like this, I mean,
2: like where, that movie looks great, doesn't it? By the way. It looks really good.
0: Oh. And Michelle Yeoh looks nuts, and it's just talking like, about mean, I a watch multiverse, anything. right? Oh, yeah, right. like this is a multiverse movie, so yeah. we'll, we'll see how they're going to go with it. All right, what's next?
1: Milo Cap didn't become Thor when lifting Mjolnir. My theory is that Thor is actively sharing his power with Jane, which changes her look. Still not totally on board with Jane becoming Thor idea, though. Well, I mean, here's
0: the thing: it doesn't matter whether we like the idea or not. What matters is does it work in the movie? Our our theories and and, and thoughts pre the movie is kind of irrelevant. We have to, And it's fine for us to have our ideas and, and thoughts on something before a movie. That's what being a movie fan is. But then we got to take those expectations, those thoughts, and those theories. We got to leave them down at the door of the theater and leave them there when we go in to watch the movie. And that's all that matters. Plus, it's it doesn't right, work. Right out of the comics.
2: You know, this is not, again, Marvel is always looking back toward the comics. And who doesn't want to see Natalie Portman pick up a hammer?
0: I mean, and one other thing, Natalie Portman said something really interesting. She said something along the lines of, she's now a woman with this incredible power but the more she uses that power the worse it makes her condition yep and it's like okay that creates this great dilemma as yep. well I, I love the sounds of this. i think this sounds great all right what's next
1: deficit music sending in a super chat just to support thank you thank you Beagle studios what's up guys saw uncharted and i loved it one of my favorites for sure also my show's first episode hit 400 views in three days. Yeah, good for you, man. And shout out to my homeboy, Chef Pleasures, as we are now Facebook friends. Woo Yeah,
3: yes, you know, he's right. the one that did the, I think that's the one that did the Sparrow. Uh, oh, sweet. He, he sent in a question about his new uh, project. It, it oh, released cool. episode one of Sparrow.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, first of all, and then Beagle also sent in like a $20 super chat, so thank you so much for that. And r- again, it just goes to point out like the Rotten Tomatoes critic rating, A lot of people like this. Listen, even after we did that episode last week about how, you know, I found it pretty disappointing, but Ray liked it, got comments from a lot of people, right? And it's like, hey, I can see what you're saying, but I kind of liked it. I mean, it's working for people and and, and people dug it. So, I mean, more and more people are on Team Chef Pleasures when it comes to uh, Uncharted, not. So we'll see where it goes. So thanks a lot for saying that and congratulations on your success there, man. All right. What's next?
1: Sam Fisher. Hey, John, want to let you know that you and your crew really make my day, Aww. especially since my great aunt who was like my third grandmother died Friday evening. Oh, so, so sorry, sorry to hear Sam. that Sam.
0: And it's, it's, I mean, listen for you. And for, for all of us, I think having the fan community that we can just get together with and talk about these things and, and just talk about the things we enjoy and that we love is such a bomb on a healing balm, if you will, on all the other things we have going on. I'm glad this community can be that for you and I'm glad you're a part of it, man. All right, what's next? Out of
1: time, 1985. What would be the cameo that has only like 1% chance of happening in Doctor Strange 2? For me, I think there's a slight chance a DC character could appear. I mean, it is a (laughs) multiverse of madness. No,
0: that's less than zero. That's absolute less than zero. Um, As far as what characters could have 1% chance, I mean, you can name a thousand of them. Base Pot Pete. Cannonball. I don't know, Cannonball, uh, Bagman, maybe one of the characters from uh, New Felt Mutants, like... bombastic Bagman.
2: Oh, Give oh. me that
1: Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> one of the characters from New Mutants. Bring him back in. That that would be Dazzler. Like yeah, that would be like. A <laughs> oh man, I would
2: love it if Dazzler was part of the Illuminati. Oh that'd God. be awesome. That'd
1: be dope. All right, what's next? Donito. Chance of one day seeing Marvel DC crossover movies? I mean, whenever you say one day
0: or chance the answer is almost always yes someday maybe but uh, not anytime soon by the way marvel and dc are reissuing um one of their crossover comic events soon i can't remember which one it was exactly but i just saw that so could it happen someday sure but then you have to ask the question what's the point
2: well i gotta i gotta tell you though if you did that because remember (laughs) disney marvel they're already crossing over with sony So they figured out a way to work with another studio for a character. Can you imagine if they did a Justice League Avengers? Because I love George Perez, the great George Perez drew that comic when the Justice League and the Avengers. Dude, come on. Like we've said, I think we joked on this show, John, we get, this was like years ago, but we get James Cameron to direct. You bring the Avengers and the Justice League together. That movie makes all the money.
0: I'm not so sure that's true. I think it'd be great. Um, I don't know if I'm Kevin Feige and I'm Marvel whenever you're proposing any kind of a business arrangement or a business deal you have to ask the other party what are you bringing to the table like it's, it's, it's great like I can go to I don't know Philip DeFranco right who is a much 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 bigger much more talented much more successful YouTuber than me right I could go to Philip DeFranco and say, hey man, I'd like to propose we do uh what do you call it when two YouTubers do something a together? collaboration. A collaboration, yeah. I don't do collaborations by the way, but I could go to him and propose a collaboration. It would be great. But Philip DeFranco, if he has any common sense, at some point will look at me and say, okay, that's cool, but what are you bringing to the table? I'm bringing the, the big audience. I'm bringing the credibility. This is what F- Philip DeFranco would be saying. I'm bringing the big audience. I'm bringing the credibility. I'm bringing all that. What are you bringing to the table other than just benefiting from what I'm bringing Oh, I bring to John, the
2: table? you know what you're bringing. But, <laughs> you're bringing the filthy. I'm
0: bringing the filthy bringing all day. You're bringing the
2: filthy. Come Phillip? on now.
0: You're such an asshole, Philip. Anyway, no, but honestly, and if I'm Kevin Feige right now, looking at that, look, at the moment, I, I, think, I think Flashpoint is going to put a lot of things back on track for Warner Brothers and, and their DC Universe. But right now, it's a bit of a shambles right? Like it's pretty unclear. What's DC? What, what is DCU? What is it? Who is Batman? Who is like, like, what is even the nature of all this right now? And right now I just don't see what Justice League brings to the table yet. Talk to me again in five years, once they get another Justice League movie and hopefully really establish what they're doing. But right now, what do they bring to the table?
2: But okay, but they're still, the Justice League still the Justice League. And if Kevin Feige could t- control the script and say, but you have to let us it would be his vision of what the justice league should be. So he'd come in and go, look, you should
0: do that before you try to do a crossover. You got to make it healthy first before you try to do a crossover.
2: Yeah. But he, he's the one that could make it healthy. He
0: absolutely could, you know, and
2: you've got, you've got Aquaman. That's a billion dollar franchise. So you got Momoa. If, if flashpoint works, you've got flash, wonder woman. If they make a wonder woman three, pretty good. (laughs) Bring back why there's no Superman movie. I I do not to me the greatest failing that Warner Brothers has is they've there's they have let Superman fall by the wayside mm-hmm. and I do not I know JJ Abrams if JJ Abrams was going to do one why is he why is he announcing Star Trek 4 over at Paramount when he has a half a billion dollar deal at Warner Brothers where are those movies you know he's going to make a show for HBO Max where's the Superman movie John I know it's kind of off topic for what we're discussing <laughs> right now What's the development But how I, I, it boggles my mind that they're.
0: Yeah, but here, but but is it all that mind-boggling? They made a magnificent Superman movie. Ain't nobody bothered to check it out, and those that did have hated it. So what? Like so, if you're, it's so it's not. And listen, you're talking to the world's biggest Man of Steel fan right here. But is it that mind-boggling that they've kind of put it on the shelf? I hate it, but it's not mind-boggling.
2: You know, Superman was acquitted admirably in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Well, he didn't get
0: acquitted. He was—he was already perfect in Man of Steel.
2: Uh, I know.
0: I mean, yeah. So, what I want, and what I can understand why somebody else is doing something different, is is two different things. But well, we'll see where things go. All right. What's next,
1: Dylan Payton? Thank you for always being amazing. Oh, thank you, man. So excited for the Batman.
0: So excited for the Batman, Dylan. As Rob pointed out, because I forgot February is a short month, we are one week and one day away. One week and one day away from us seeing that. And then, of course, on March 4th, we've got our John Campion show fan screening of the Batman. Those of you who have been selected to get invitations, you'll be getting your invitations in the email this week. So very excited about that. Oh, Dylan, it's coming. Cannot wait. All right, what's next?
1: Hey, Gregorio, seeing Batman in screen X. No idea what to expect. I assume that's the Cinemark.
0: That's the Cinemark thing, right? Because AMC's got Prime, oh, Regal's got- Oh, I think
1: got, you're right. yeah.
0: it's, I think ScreenX is- Correct me in the live chat if I'm wrong about that, but I, I think that's what that is. And hey, whatever the best screen you can watch it in, the best. My number one most anticipated movie of the year, baby. Batman. I'm going to tell you, listen, winning cures everything. Remember I just talked to you about DC, the status of DC a little bit in shambles? Winning cures everything. After the Batman, Twilight Boy's going to set everything right, and then that's going to create momentum going into Flashpoint. And all is going to be
1: golden. It's all going to be golden. All right, what's next? So pretty low expectations. (laughs) Wow. Casey Mack, I was wondering wondering Rob was looking forward to The Cursed recently in a February movie preview, so I was wanting to know if he saw it yet and what his thoughts.
2: I have not, but I did talk to somebody that, uh, except I've been packing up to move, but that they liked it and somebody I trust. And I'm like, Okay. okay, I'll go, okay.
0: All right. Oh, by the way, I should point out here that uh, a couple of people in the live chat have reminded me. Said, no, Screen X is a Regal thing. Oh, by the, I haven't been in a Regal theater in a while.
1: I should know that. That's what's right next to me.
0: See, I've the last like ten years, I've just been either working with AMC theaters or living right by AMC theaters. So I I never go into Regal theaters. So I, I saw
2: the Matrix Resurrections in a Regal theater. Did you? Oh, I did. All right. Was it a Screen X? It was not, but it was a fa- a very enjoyable experience. I oh, saw then. it at the uh, the uh, in um in uh. Uh, Alhambra, yes.
0: right, in Alhambra.
2: Wait, didn't you and I go see, no, that's where we ate. We ate right by that theater. That was the theater I'm that I I'm sure thought. we
0: did, but I've never been to that theater, no. All right, what's next?
1: Sam Fisher, I found a video essay about why the Fantastic Four are so important to Marvel and comics. It was excellent. It was close to two hours long, but worth it.
0: Listen, here's the thing about these types of video essays. Anybody can make a video essay about anything and make their point. You can make a video essay about why you know, I, I don't know, what's what's been a terrible movie? I don't know, New Mutants was actually the most important comic book movie ever made. If you get somebody who's a good wordsmith and knows how to put their thoughts coherently, you can make something like that. That doesn't take away from their value, though. i am just a lot of people say, well, I saw a video that claimed that New Mutants is the greatest comic book movie ever. Well, that no, that's one person's point of view and expressing their point of view. But there's still a lot of, value to those because it adds to the overall dimension of the conversation so that's actually pretty cool to hear I I really do like people who can well thought out put these things down uh and and make something like that So it's
2: great I think I actually might have started watching the video in question because I was watching I don't know if I I I didn't I didn't I watched like five minutes it was actually very Great, And it was a great, I wanted, I bookmarked it or whatever to go back to it because it did do a great job. It was an overview of the Fantastic Four in the comics.
0: And you know, Schnepp would have agreed.
2: He, oh, uh, yes, he <laughs> would have. Yes, he would have. All right, what's next? He also would want Pace Pot Pete to show <laughs> yes, up in Multiverse of Madness.
1: Payson <laughs> Smith, heard anything about the live action Lilo and Stitch? Loved Lilo and Stitch growing up and the IP remains popular. Thanks and keep up the good work.
0: Nothing, uh, I, I've heard absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing. No, I, I don't know if it is a thing. Uh, I think there might have been some whispers about it, but I don't know. Maybe they said they were going to do one, but no, I've heard nothing about it. I, I'm also very dubious that that would work as a live action thing. Yeah. It works great as an animation. It's so cute. It is. Is that great. part? Is
2: that in your voice repertoire? Any? Uh, any?
1: Uh, I can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can of. <laughs> that fam- is very stiff. Wow. I was standing a means family, and family means no one gets left behind. So I can kind okay. of get <laughs> it? Uh, uh,
2: it is so crazy to watch you do that because it doesn't look like it's actually coming out of your mouth. It looks like. <laughs> I'm watching, insane. And it's
1: cool. It's just, doing- I got peanut butter on the roof of my mouth. Someone much more talented than me is over here. It's also it's cool duffing. seeing that your incredible. whole body goes
0: into, when you're doing these voices, I can see like oh, yeah. the way your body moves when you're doing that voice is different than the way your body moves when you're doing another voice. Mm. I think that's so cool. Anyway, oh, okay, what's next?
1: Uh, Jeremiah Miller. Hello, everyone. I saw Uncharted. Having never played the game, I thought it was really good. My theater was packed. How did it do at the box office? Well,
0: um, yeah, I guess the theater was packed because it did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, people um, like thought. People went out to see it. Our theater was not packed. We saw it uh, opening the, the preview night. But we did go in the in the uh, afternoon. Yeah, we went to the earliest, early showing when a lot of people would probably still be at work. But apparently there were a number of theaters that were probably packed because it did much, much better than expected. Glad you had a good time, man. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. All right. What's next,
1: Blake sixty two? You guys seen eighteen eighty three yet? Boy, that's a heavy show.
0: It is a heavy show. I mean, it's a it is a spin off prequel of Yellowstone. It's a Yellowstone origin story that takes place in shock and surprise. Spoiler: eighteen eighty three. It is a very different show from Yellowstone.
2: But it's really good. But it's
0: really good. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, uh, uh, Sam Elliott. I mean. Oh, Sam
2: Elliott, the ageless, Sam Elliott, who Gito? hasn't, he's hasn't aged at, in 40 years. He's
0: yeah. looked like that since the mask. <laughs> he hasn't changed since the mask. Or at the very least, he hasn't changed since. Uh,
2: and that's not the um, Jim Carrey mask. No, no. no uh, that's the Eric um, Stoltz mask.
0: Uh, I was going to say roundhouse, roadhouse. Roadhouse. Mm. He hasn't changed since roadhouse. And that dude's uh, the, the way the show opens with him over the body of his dead. I don't know if it was his daughter or his granddaughter or whatever, but him over the body of his dead child and then burning his house down i'm like oh that shows so good okay anyway what's next
1: (laughs) cody hunt when i saw the trailer i assumed the flying ships was a supernatural element i'm glad that wasn't the case in the movie i really
0: enjoyed the movie well but in the trailer though cody if you pay attention you do see the helicopters with the straps over them and stuff like that but i remember when i saw the trailers i'm like if i wasn't already in i'm in I loved that. I I, I loved that. And I actually thought the set piece in the movie itself worked very well. I thought it it was exciting. I thought it looked great. I thought it played out well. So yeah, glad it wasn't a supernatural thing. All right, what's next?
1: Sam Fisher. I'm going to see Godfather in Dolby Cinema for its 50th anniversary. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but this will be my first time all the way through.
0: Oh my God. So you haven't even seen the whole movie all the way through. This is going to be my first time seeing it on the big screen. I've never seen it in the theater on the big screen. I'm very stoked about it. I hope you have a great time, Sam. You get to watch The Godfather for the first time. That is awesome. All right, what's next?
1: Chris Barcinus. I hope put in a Mario Kart track. Oh, over at Universal. Oh. I really hope they do. It looks like they are. I think so.
0: I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it looks like they are, but I'm telling you what, as somebody who no longer goes to Disneyland, um I love Universal Studios Hollywood. It's it's just a fun place to hang out. The price is extremely reasonable right? compared the to, food's uh, delicious. The food is great. I'll say we went on the Jurassic World water ride mm-hmm. yesterday. So much fun. We did this. The studio tour is great. I do the studio tour every time we go. Mm-hmm. I love the studio tour. It's just a great thing. And I, and I cannot wait to see this Mario. What are they going to
2: put actual alcohol in the Butterbeer, though, man? Come on.
1: Hey, oh, there, you can do that yourself. There's a bar. There. There's a bar. It's go right ask there for Nira. She's yeah. the best bartender.
0: Wow.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. And she's wonderful. And and our friends, Matt and Jay Lynn,
0: we went there and, and we got table like right close to the bar and Ann said, so should we go over and get something and spike the butterbeer? But so you could, if yeah. you wanted to. All right. What's next?
1: Sam Fisher, apparently the band Wigwam was dropped by their manager like three days before Peacemaker episode one. So someone, I don't know who, lost out on a crap ton of money. Yeah,
0: somebody wrote that in on a mailbag. Oh, wow. That's minus that the band that does, if you really want it, if you really want it, their, their representation dropped them like days before the show.
2: By the way, do you know that there's an actual music video for that song from 2010?
0: It makes sense that there is, but I did not it's know that. It's pretty
2: good. I mean, it's, Excellent. it's like height of 80s. But it's it's a real music video of the band playing that song, and it was dropped in 2010.
0: Now listen, I am always been so focused on the dance that I very rarely ever paid attention to the lyrics. When you read the lyrics, that's a deep song. I know. <laughs> the mirror lies; the whole world's wrong, but you. I mean, it's actually kind of a sarcasm, a, a sarcasm kind of song. Mm-hmm. And then that the ends with that last line, like you're a dick because you throw the dog the invisible bone. You're a dick. The song is just not—it's like you hear it's like if you really want it, if you really want it, it's about like you're awesome and like, No, no. The song is you're a dick. Yeah. That's the song,
1: and it's got incredible lyrics. Well, when it's slowed down for the final episode, you're like, oh shit. Oh, that's and, and a great
0: if you moment. want
2: to really—if you really look at it, it's all about Chris. Peacemaker,
1: Peacemaker not, not me. me. Oh, <laughs> not, I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> not, not you, Chris.
1: No. I'm like, I just saw the confusion go across. That's massive guns.
0: dick thing to
2: say. <laughs> no, I feel,
1: Chris Carr is a yeah. bitch, and no, I don't care oh, who Chris knows. Chris Smith.
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, it. it, it it's it, about him. It, it, it's, yeah, it's very appropriate for the main character. I would never say anything untoward not, or no. mean about We're you. We're
1: going to go have a wonderful time at Universal getting drinks. That's right. All right. I love bartenders
0: wherever I go. Nope. Okay. All right, what's next?
1: Ray Studios, World Economics Forum has infiltrated governments. Whatever. Okay, what's next? Cynthia's, we're about four months away from Thor. Trailer soon. Um, You know what I thought about that?
0: <laughs> I
1: don't know how soon we'll get
0: one. Now with, with Doctor Strange coming out and them wanting to keep most of the focus on Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is still a little ways away. I mean, a trailer has to come out. I can't believe they're going to wait till it's inside two months to release the first trailer. But I don't know if I expect one anytime soon like in the next 2 weeks cuz I think they still want to let most of the attention be on Doctor Strange. So I'm not quite sure when to expect it.
2: You don't one. think they won't drop one before the Batman? Have it in the theaters? Next week? In front of the movie?
0: Now when they're trying to keep their emphasis on Doctor Strange. That's true. So I I'm I'm going to guess it'll be after Batman. That'll be my guess. I I don't know. There. It's a good question, though. It's going to be some pretty finicky timing. All right. What's
1: next? Mark Gomans Excited for Sunday. Movie theater marathon planned with Belfast, Death of the Nile, Jackass Forever, and Dog. A lot of popcorn, that is.
0: Jeez. I don't, I cannot remember. I think it might have been a Harry Potter marathon was the last time. It was either a Harry Potter one or one of the Marvel ones that I literally saw four movies in theater in the same day. That's I mean, I love the movie theater, but that best be an AMC Prime theater for my ass.
2: Yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't done that. I did see the extended <laughs> versions of Lord of the Rings and the Cinerama. Actually, the first two extended versions and then Return of the King. But that was the last time I and That's that was a long day. I, I've still got i I've got my uh, my my lanyard or whatever the That's the, awesome. The, the, yeah, I still have it hanging around my one-to-one scale of Yoda.
1: Nice. Love That's that. That's Logan and I used to see movies, because we only had, and still do, we only have one day off together. So it'd be, okay, let's go watch three or four movies. We'll go plexing today and have a time.
0: Go plexing. I yeah. love that. What's next?
1: Kevin Joyce. Severance is a must-watch. Yes, it is. An artful, well-crafted mix of Office Space, Memento, and THX 1136, with a dash of Bing John Malkovich surrealism. I can't remember. Three-eight.
2: It's Ben Stiller's new show that just dropped on Apple Plus.
1: Oh, I, I'm not That's familiar start- with it. Really interesting.
0: I'm really liking Apple Plus, but I haven't yeah. seen anything about it. So what's the basic, does anybody know the basic idea yeah. of the yeah. show?
2: Oh, uh, you watch it, you yeah. go ahead.
1: So there is a program in this universe called Severance, in which your work life and your regular life will not coexist together. And it's spatially done. So when you walk into the workplace, you have no idea about your life. You don't know your mother's name, the color of her eyes, anything like that. So you're only focused at work. And when you leave work, you don't remember anything about your work day. So you can't divulge any of the work secrets or anything like that. Okay,
0: I already love this. It's
1: amazing. I, oh, it was very cerebral. I love it so much. And then I had to watch like some Love is Blind season two to just kind of be like, I need to watch trash. Why time. am I watching?
2: How do you I, I am sucked in on this show? I hate
1: everyone.
2: I, 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 yeah, they're all the worst. But but uh, but Christopher Walken is in Severance.
1: It sounds yeah. like a Christopher
0: Walken show for some. Oh, reason. Oh, yeah. All right. What's next?
1: The man with the master plan. <laughs> Good morning, team. Keep it up. As for Moon Knight, this looks eerily similar to a Japanese sentai show called Moon Mask that I grew up watching in Hong Kong. Rob, do you know anything about the Japanese version?
2: I have never seen this. No, but now I will seek it out. Yeah, we have to watch
0: everything that has moon in the title. <laughs> <laughs> but but you gotta ask the question. Okay, that's fine. But was this Moon Mask out before the comic of Moon Knight came out because if the comic of Moon Knight came out first, then yeah, it mean, was Moon Mask that is a variation of it, And right? Moon
2: Knight was introduced in 75, so you'd have to go back yeah, pretty so far. Yeah, so
0: I got a feeling probably Moon Knight came first. All right, what's
1: next? Mr. Mix... Oh, I always say his name wrong. Mr. Mixpliddick? Is that right? In the comic, Mix, Thank you. Chances of Man of Steel for Movie Club?
0: Uh very high someday. Uh, not anytime <laughs> soon, but very high someday. All right. What's next?
1: Sam Fisher, NBC is really pushing this Endgame show. It looks like a terrible copy of The Blacklist with Marina Baccarin as an awful with an awful fake accent in the red roll.
0: Tell you what. When we were at uh, Universal Studios, it's all over the place. Like the two most frequently saw ads around Universal Studios yesterday was "Marry Me" and Endgame. I, however, think Endgame looks really fun. I can't wait to try it out.
2: I know. I want to see it, too.
0: I mean, you put Marina Baccarin in anything. I mean, I've been down with her ever since Firefly. I mm-hmm. mean, like she just played that role so great. Obviously, I, I, I mean, I even liked her in Gotham, and I wasn't the biggest fan of Gotham. Love her, obviously, in the Deadpool films. So, yeah, you put her in it, I'm in. I think it actually looks pretty good. We'll see. All right, what's next?
1: Drake Mendez, who just sends in a super chat to support. Thank you, Thank Drake. You. Casey Mack, wanted to let you know that I actually watched the first three episodes of that Tiffy show from Epics from, and I really enjoyed it.
0: It is shockingly good. It is shockingly good. Now, look, full disclosure: I was paid to put out, and I told you guys about this last week. They they did a sponsorship. I was they were going to pay me to put out tweets to encourage people to go and watch it. And you were even kind of conflicted whether you were even going to do that. Oh, no, I, no, I wasn't going to do it. I, like, I, I told them I needed to see the show first. I got to see the show. So they sent me the first three episodes. I was hooked. Ooh, Absolutely hooked. Is the moon in it? <laughs> um, a lot of it takes place at night. <laughs> so it is. I guess kind of. When the moon comes out. <laughs> All the good stuff happens. It is shockingly good. Like, I, I am all in on this show. Like, the only bad thing about the fact that I got to watch the first number of episodes is now I've got to wait three or four weeks to see the next episode come out. But, yeah, if you guys get a chance to see this movie, from I me mean, full disclosure, they paid me to, to tweet about it. But... I simply wouldn't have if I didn't like the show. The show's really good.
2: I have to say, too, the trailer is great. Like even It before, is good. I didn't remember the name of the show, but I had seen the trailer, and when you explained to me what it was, I'm like, oh, yeah. That tra- it's one of those irresistible, I call it the impossible premise, like manifest. I'm sure this is better than manifest, but you watch the trailer, and if you like science fiction, fantasy, and horror, you're like, I have to watch that. Yeah. So it was good to hear that the show is good.
3: I, I'm, I'm really in on You guys should absolutely give it a shot. I think Paramount <laughs> needs to send you, you know, the first episodes of Halo. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would like that. Come on, Paramount.
0: But now, look, also, let me be very, very clear here. Epics uh, did not pay me to say good things about it. They simply asked me to tweet about the event, to tweet that it was debuting, to tweet that they were having a live event, and all that kind of stuff. They never once asked, they never even asked me to say nice things about it they said hey if you like it please do say nice things they never once asked me say anything nice about it they simply said will you tweet about this in which i'm like well i'm not going to say anything about it until if i don't like it and then they sent it to me so yeah listen whenever i have any financial connection to anything i will let you know that's why when i was working for lionsgate whenever a lionsgate property came up i always let people know don't forget lionsgate sends me a check every month so keep that in mind like i don't work with lionsgate anymore but Back when I did, and when something like this happens, I will always be 100% transparent with you guys, let you guys know that money changed hands, and money did change hands on this, but I'm legitimately telling you this show is pretty damn good. So, bro,
2: what do we got to do to hook you up with hot toys, man?
0: Come on. We'll see. We'll (laughs) see. All right, what's next?
1: (laughs) City of Swift, I found Dog to be a more enjoyable experience than Uncharted dog had heart and a little humor i dozed off a couple times during uncharted
0: well i mean i have not seen dog yet and wants to see it so we're gonna see it but i listen i haven't heard a bad thing about it yet i i've i've heard people genu- genuinely enjoy it. i'm not hearing anybody saying it's the greatest film of the year but i'm hearing people genuinely say that they enjoy it so i gotta check it out at some point thanks for giving us your opinion on that one city i'm
2: just not real clear what that movie's about
0: well really I was making a joke. Okay. I
1: was like, "Oh, I can explain it." All right, what's next? Steve <laughs> <laughs> sure. Fisher. have you started Miss Maisel season four yet? It's good.
0: Not yet. Rob was saying I he did. did, and that there's uh, something awesome in the first. I watched episode. the first episode,
2: and I have to say, there's a scene on the Wonder Wheel in in Coney on Coney Island that was inspired. It was a really, it was a really beautifully done scene.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to watching it. All right, it's a great next? show.
1: Martaranta, Olympic gold in men's hockey, baby. A blizzard isn't stopping 20K people from celebrating right now at the Olympic Stadium in Haleski- Helsinki.
0: Helsinki. Helsinki, Finland. Listen, <laughs> all I know is that the Canadian women won the the one gold medal in hockey. I mean, I honestly lost a lot of interest once they said that the NHL players weren't going to be able to participate this year. So I kind of lost, except for in the women's game, because that didn't affect them. But uh, hey, congratulations to Finland um that's that's great and awesome best sport in the world
2: i love when every anyone brings up helsinki the the thing that i always hear is that newscaster and diehard helsinki sweden because he's wrong right (laughs) whenever i hit i just love that finland
0: all right what's next
1: rafael castillo monday means new the gilded age i'm obsessed which is good for you because every comment about it makes you money
0: well listen Anne, i believe she started watching it she was talking to um uh, her friend Jay Lynn the other day, and they were discussing it. And she said it's really good. So I'm you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, like It doesn't look like my kind of show, but what I did watch of Downton Abbey, I really enjoyed. So I'm thinking I might get on Gilded Age because I'm hearing nothing but great things about it. It looks like it's really quality stuff. All right, what's next?
1: Purple Haze 4564. Hey, John and Robin crew. So name this quote from a good movie with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hey, hey, it's me. Second character. Prove it. Hugh Jackman. You're a D. Second character. Okay. That is from X-Men, and that is to Cyclops.
0: Yep. Well done. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? Elizabeth Arado. Thank you, Chris, for reminding me about the new DuckTales. 100% better than that Rescue Rangers trailer. There's it a new is. DuckTales? So it's it's not new now. It's ended. But there was a reboot just like two years ago. And it's really, really good. It draws a lot from the uh, DuckTales comic books. It ties in all of the Disney TV shows that I grew up with, like oh. uh, Rescue Rangers. And, and they even have a Gummy Bears reference and all kinds of stuff in there. Um, It's adorable and really, really well done.
2: Okay. I got to ask, can you do a DuckTales voice?
1: I can't. I can't do, they're all, they just pitch up. So I can't do Donald Duck. I think I kind of just naturally sound like Patrick Brewster. That's who's in it. (laughs) Um, But everyone else though, they just make their voices a little higher. So Ben Schwartz is in it. So they just raise his voice up. So it's pitched up. But the way to do that is just pop it into your cheekbones or into your nose.
0: All right. We get these lessons every
1: day. Yeah. All right, what's on you, John Redcorn? In my opinion, Liam Neeson has been sleepwalking through films like Bruce Willis for years. Only difference is Neeson's films still go to theaters for some reason. <laughs> um,
0: no, I'm going to disagree with you. They're fun. I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly, because while I have said every single Liam Neeson film of the past ten years have all been the same movie, and that is true, I never once get the impression. That Liam Neeson isn't trying. Right. Like every time I see one of these cookie cutter, same old, same old movies, Liam Neeson's trying to bring it. He knows that he's making his money off these things. He's films.
2: totally committed.
0: He's making them the best he can. He's playing those, he's playing that character with greatness. Like literally, though, with Bruce Willis in a lot of these movies, you almost see him yawn. While he's really like, I am watching the the damn, what was the one again um uh that was just redone by Eli Roth the classic oh, Vigilante death wish. death wish in in death wish like you you literally you could just look at his face he was completely uninterested in being in that movie and you can see it all the time with Liam neeson these films they may be the same cookie cutter formulaic films but Liam neeson is like damn it i'm getting paid i'm going and he knows his it.
2: lines too he doesn't need to have them fed to him he's acting and he's doing good yeah so i don't think he's been and I, li- I got to say i like the one i forget the
0: the name of it the the ice Truck. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. I like that again. Same one. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. But yeah, I mean, I if you're these things, you're into them. All right, what's next?
1: Soyner, have you seen the film brigsby Bear*? I feel I'm the only one who talks about Mark it. Hamill. Mark Hamill, Greg Kinnear. A cool twist early in the movie.
0: Yeah, that was one that I was late to the party to, but then a bunch of people told me about. It and I checked it out. It's it's a little bit weird.
1: It's Kyle Mooney, right from SNL?
0: I can't I can't remember. Okay. But I, I remember watching it's like, well, this is pretty interesting and a very different kind of thing. So yeah, but nobody talks about it anymore. It Never Check really it gets out. brought up. All right, what's next?
1: The man with the master plan. Me again, can't wait to see the live version of it anyway. The moon crescent darts is a must-have.
0: I don't know what we're talking about. Well Moon Knight y- Moon Crescent moon- Oh, I thought yeah, it that's... might have been the Lilo and Stitch about a live no. action. <laughs> moon Knight, yes. Moon Knight. Cannot wait. That new spot they put out with the catching the blade. Man, and all I'm that not kind of gonna stuff.
2: ask you to speak like Moon Knight though.
0: I I
1: can't.
2: It
0: it I can't. I'm I'm quite excited about it. Dude, I'm more excited for Obi Wan. I'm more excited for for a number of other things. But Moon Knight is like I'm very. I just can't believe we're
2: getting it. Like I always say, we live in wondrous times now, John. The fact that we're getting a Moon Knight a TV series is crazy. Come on, yeah, it's absolutely
3: nuts. And the hot toy, hot toy. Dude, I can't wait. Oh yeah, (laughs) you know the hot toys will come. All right, what's next?
1: Wiley Todd just rewatched the first National Treasure movie again. I love it so much and reminded me why Uncharted is flat adventure story. Cage is the best.
0: No. I'm going to say something unpopular.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, no. There's the warning.
0: Well, I watched the National Treasure movies and, and I enjoyed them. I did. Like, I'm not going to crap on them. I, I enjoyed them. I don't think they're that great. I I mean, I, I, I like them, but the the reverence that a lot of people seem to feel for those films i don't associate with it's like okay i mean i like it but i didn't think of that. i don't know what do you guys think about national treasure
1: i think they're fun i mean is it something that i'm like wow this isn't my top 10 no but they're fun movies and it's worth it for nick cage doing all these things and <laughs> yeah. and they do capture the fun of treasure hunting and everything
2: and they're basically pro-america <laughs> well yes that we have treasure worth stealing which is nice. All
1: right. What's next? Purple Haze 4564. X-Men, the first movie. Oh, that's that's the the answer. Yep.
0: All right. What's next? Thank you, Purple. (laughs) By the way, sometimes people throw in these questions, but they don't follow up to let us know what it was just in case we didn't get it. So thank you for that (laughs) courtesy, Purple Haze. All right. What's next? Uh, Oh, Out
1: of Time 1985. Is anyone into Legos? Currently building the three hundred dollar Daily Bugle. <gasps> it has twenty five minifigures and it's 300 se- or three thousand seven hundred seventy two pieces. <gasps>
2: that is a dope, amazing dope Lego set. Is it's it? really good. Yeah, I, I no, I don't collect Lego, but that set and then the Titanic, oh. the Lego Titanic.
3: The only one that I feel I like is the roller coaster one. Have you seen it? No. Where you the... actually has a motor? Oh, and dude! You, can the roller coaster you. actually goes around? Like, I need some movement in my Legos. Yeah. Like, after I build it, I want to watch it in action. I know they make these cool street cars now. I'm not sure what they're called. And I also want to build one of the, the NASA sets.
2: Yep. They're but, so you know,
3: cool. But.
2: Elizabeth's daughter has the Saturn V and the Lunar, the Lem.
0: <sighs> they're so expensive, though. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking I'm, of expensive, there, there is a Lego I want to get.
2: The Millennium Falcon.
0: I want to get the Millennium Falcon. Oh, boy. 800. The big bucks. one. Mm-hmm. The real one. It's awesome. Well, it's not just 800 bucks Because it's 800 bucks. Plus, whatever it's going to cost me to hire some high school kid to come over and build it for me. <laughs> Cause, 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 <laughs> I, I ain't going do build it. Let's have a build party. Ooh, that could to be fun. That, I, that would yeah. last like, yeah.
2: years and years. No, no, we spend the yeah. whole. You got the table for it. We have it all right out there, and we all yeah. take turns.
0: I mean, Anne would love it and would love to a lego, you know, lego put millennium that thing falcon together.
2: build party come on that be the you know, problem could we, we could live stream, stream the whole thing we could live stream it too stream the it.
3: problem with legos is as soon as you mess up you have to go back and undo everything you have done
2: yeah but if you have a build party people will be so socially pressured not to screw up that they'll make sure oh, that God. they don't and then do i'm going to do
0: what you are not supposed to do but i'm going to be the villainous will farrell from the Lego movie and I am, once that thing's put oh, together. Super glue it. I'm bringing out the crackle. There you go. The crackle comes for it and I glue that puppy cause I don't, and then I'm putting it up somewhere.
3: That set looks unbelievable.
0: Oh it God, looks it looks awesome. so good. I want that so bad. Okay, cool. what's next?
1: Casey Mack, it's almost game day. Just about one week away from the Batman fan event. Can't wait to see this movie and hopefully it lives up to the hype.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I, I will look. Again, you have to take your expectations and leave them at the door when you go into these movies. Because there are few movies that I could be set up to really disappoint myself with as much as with the Batman. So listen, I don't need this to be as well. People say, well, John, do you think it's gonna be better than The Dark Knight? I don't need it to be better than The Dark Knight. Like whenever I see any movie that involves crime, does it need to be as good as The Godfather? No, I just want it to be good. And so you leave your expectations at the door. And if it's just good and delivers an enjoyable time at the movies, that's all I ask if it gives us more than that, Gravy, but uh yeah, I cannot wait for this movie. My most anticipated movie of the year. All right, what's next?
1: Josie reviews. It's ridiculous how excited I am for Studio 666 this week. <laughs> Hope y'all go get into Studio 666 high on the devil's lettuce because how else you, do you prepare for a Foo Fighters movie?
0: I am going to see this movie.
2: Me too, the trailer <laughs> looks bonkers. It looks crazy good. I want to know how I'm this even came it. together and who made it, <laughs> and I want the making of documentary. I just, it looks amazing. And it looks Your really low budget looks
0: really good in it, too. Yeah. And it looks really low budget, which actually in, in a movie like this is really appealing to me. It just looks like some guys who had an idea for a movie. Let's get together whatever money we can. Let's make this thing. And it looks fun. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. All right. What's
1: next? <laughs> Steel Smith. Man, can't believe that the Batman is less than two weeks away. Going to say it now. It's going to be the best Batman, even better than the Dark Knight trilogy.
0: Well, I mean, like, be very, very careful with that. I mean where well, you can hope it would be. Maybe it looks like it could be to you just because here's the thing. When you set yourself up like that, even if the movie is awesomely good, but not quite as good as the dark Knight, which some people believe is the greatest comic book movie ever made. Do you know what going on? Oh, wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be, even if it was awesome. So just be just be just be careful there steel smith a little bit just, just again take those expectations leave them at the door and let's just go in and enjoy the movie and then we can talk about where we think it ranks amongst all the other ones
2: i i i'm curious about that aspect of it though john i mean obviously it looks like a very different tonally different kind yeah. of a movie so i'm curious how does it rank i, I i'm really not to, not only do i want to really see the movie but I'm fascinated by where will it fit in with all the other Warner Brothers Batman films all
0: the way back to Tim Burton's original Batman in 89. Again, uh, I think it's gonna make something really unique. All right, what's next?
1: Alex Holt. Hey, John and Co. Recently, The King's Man came on Disney+. Plus. Was wondering if you've seen it and your thoughts. I liked it, but the pacing was messy.
0: Yeah, I did. Fi- I, again, I was late to the party with The King's Man. Um, it's... I love Ray Fiennes. I think he's the greatest actor in the world who doesn't have an Academy Award right now. I I think he's the best actor on the planet who doesn't have an Oscar. He's great. This is not a a coherent movie. Um, It feels like four different movies slapped together in one. I will say this, though. The dance fight with Rasputin was awesome. (laughs) Watching Rasputin's fighting style was... If you'd said to me he kind of does he fights like he's a ballet dancer. That sounds dumb. But then you watch him fighting like that, and it's like, that's awesome. This is great. But it was like thematically it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the big reveal at the end I thought was rather lame because it made no sense logically. Yeah. And yeah, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't know. Like it wasn't nearly as bad as Kingsman Two. Uh, oh, you I thought didn't it was like it? I hated Kingsman Two. Oh um uh, I, I was really disappointed one. in it yeah I love the first Kingsman I love too. the first Kingsman so I put this one kind of in the middle there somewhere did you have mm-hmm. did you watch uh, I watched it when one? I
1: it was still a screener it was one of my <laughs> ah. four-year consideration oh, DVDs nice. um but yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like a Kingsman franchise film the dance scene did yeah that that dance was fight felt <laughs> like that but everything else yeah felt really disjointed the narrative was just really really clunky I didn't understand why I was watching it too. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to gain from this film.
3: Yeah, you no. Speaking of Disney Plus, two days, free guy, the oh, 23rd, baby. Finally. Finally. Dude, you had, you
0: gotta one. come over. We should watch as a little watch party because I wanna watch it again.
2: It's so
1: I, cute. Oh,
0: damn, I love that movie. I love that, that movie. That movie's so good. Okay, what's next?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> Atura, Ayura? I'm so sorry, I butchered your name. Atreyu. Atreyu, thank you very much, John. Uh, saw Uncharted It felt like a national treasure movie. What do you think of the action scene with the 24 hours earlier thing that some movies and TV do?
0: Okay, so the movie opens up, if, if this is what you're talking about, the movie opens with what how some movies open. It, it drops you right in the middle of the action that we see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The fight on the plane and falling from the plane, and it opens right up with that, and then it goes whether it was three days earlier or 24 hours or whatever it was, it goes, okay, earlier. And we don't see the conclusion of the action. Narratively, it did nothing for the movie. Cause a lot of times when movies do that, it narratively creates a mystery. And then you start connecting dots and things like that. The only reason they put that at the beginning of the movie, I'm convinced was because they wanted to start with an action bang. And even though it didn't really make sense, narratively, they just dropped that in there at the beginning. And so, you know, and to a degree, it worked because I do like that scene. I was like, okay, so that then this twenty-four hours early, but narratively they didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, so whatever they did it simply to say, hey, let's get the audience's attention right away and then move yeah. on, and it was effective that way.
2: I'm curious as to whether the film was written that way. I think that was I don't a, think it was. I don't either. I think that was a choice they made in the editing in bay. the editing bay because <laughs> I could see the movie starting with the flashback when they were, you know, the brothers were yeah. parted
1: but, by me. the way
2: atreyu you know never any story yeah
1: oh dang it i i've seen that movie once mm-hmm. and i was very little and, i'm so sorry falcor the um, luck dragon, did nothing but i think correct me if i'm wrong though some of the games have opened though in the action sequence with Nathan, like, being in a train car. I mean, well, that would oh, be very consistent with the game. Which so. is why I think they did it. But it did feel like, you know, someone was going to pop out doing a voiceover being like, you're probably wondering how I ended up in this crazy situation. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's
2: a
1: crazy story. Yeah, let's go back that. to the beginning.
0: <laughs> All right, what's next?
1: Lucky BX. Hey, John, are you sure your source is keeping it 100 with you about Ryan Reynolds? Did they trust you? Did you, you did kind of ruin Xmas with No Way Home.
0: No, first of all, big fuck you to everybody that says that. Like, look, before, now granted, if, if I had realized the pictures I had were real, which I did not think they were, I, I wouldn't have posted them. And I certainly wouldn't have taken them down five minutes later. But there was video footage of Andrew Garfield in the in the Spider-Man suit that had already been out for months. There was a picture of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire standing together on the scaffolding that had been out for months. Reports had come out for a year that the two of them were in the movie together. So, whatever. Nah, you anyway. still ruined Christmas. Come on. Uh, so, like, it's, it's so surreal. Like it's, it's funny, like, even this, the Deadpool reports. Like, I report that Deadpool's a thing. Everybody clamors in that, but... Anyway, there's no difference between them. That said, it is difficult for me to explain because I cannot reveal who the source is. The people in this room know who the source is. Um... And actually saw saw them. It is a thousand percent absolute certain. Look, and by the way, it doesn't matter if anybody believes me or not. I don't get the internet doesn't send me a check if people believe me that Ryan Reynolds is not in this movie. I don't care if you believe it or not. I don't get anything out of it if you. You believe realize or not. we're just
2: being set up. <laughs>
0: <But> yeah, we're <laughs> just being
2: set up, and and it's it's gonna happen. And by we're this, gonna by all this be person who's
0: just totally trolling me, no, I. But so you can believe it or not, makes no difference to me whatsoever. But it is a thousand percent that Ryan Reynolds is not in Doctor Strange 2. I I cannot reveal who the source is. If you knew who the source was, you would get it. Um, But a thousand percent, they're not in it. But again, it doesn't matter to me if you believe it or not because you're gonna see the movie and then you're gonna see that Ryan Reynolds is in it and that'll be the end of it. So yeah, there's all that. All right, what's next?
1: Mickey Bell, hey guys, movie recommendation. Watched uh, watched one of my favorites this weekend, Contact, starring Jodie Foster. Love the themes in this film. Turns 25 years old this summer. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, It's a great movie. It's an absolutely... I love that movie. And it's 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 deep, it's heady, but it's fantastical, and it's all that kind of... There's, like, real character story in it and all that kind of stuff. Jodie Foster's amazing, and I love Contact. This seems like a movie that's right up your alley, too. Right? I
2: love Contact. If I ever got to meet Jodie Foster in real life... I'd probably say to her, you know, I'm a huge fan. In her mind, she'd be thinking, oh, taxi driver, whatever. Little Man Tate, I'd say no. Contact.
0: Yeah, so good. So, so good. All right, what's next?
1: Drake Mendez. Hello, John and everyone. Quick question. Is it true that the Blue Beetle is now a theatrical release release instead of an HBO Max exclusive?
0: Okay, great question. I saw some headlines fly across my newsfeed saying that. I have not looked into it. But I have no reason to doubt it at this point. Again, I'll need to go and look into it myself. But for those of you who missed it, there's a word going around right now that Blue Beetles moved from being an HBO Max movie to a theatrical movie. If so, awesome. Yeah, that's rad. I, I am super excited about that, if that is the case. But again, I cannot give any validity to it because I haven't even looked into it myself. So I have no idea. But if it's true, it's great. Count me in. Yeah, I think
1: this could be awesome. All right, what's next? John Redcorn, get better director and writers for Uncharted 2, please. Yeah, I'm not even sure the director was the problem. It's hard because,
0: like I said, the set pieces, the action, Tom Holland's performance, a lot of the things that the director is directly yeah. responsible for, those were the things that kind of worked, the things that really didn't work for me were mostly script issues, but at the end of the day, the director has to be in charge of that and has to own He that. might.
2: It might have been a thing, though, where he he wasn't going to get, here's the script, here's what we're doing, take it or leave it. And for Ruben Fleischer, I thought, you know, he directed Zombieland, yeah. which I really like, Zombieland 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, why why not take this? This probably a nice paycheck for him, but I agree with you. I think all my problems with the movie were script-based.
0: Yeah, so we'll... Look... Like, There are the bones. As many problems as I had with this movie, the bones are there for a really nice franchise. And if they can correct those glaring weaknesses and build on the strengths they had... We could be in for something really fun. So we'll see. All right, what's next?
1: Andrew Nathan RPS. Hey crew, I finally saw Moonfall, and what can I say but holy crap. That was hilariously entertaining. My brothers <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. If only they made it a Lego movie like the teaser.
0: Oh my god. That, yeah, I I I mean I Moonfall. Moonfall. I mean, it should be a very simple Simple movie. Yeah, simple. Not, not that making movies is easy. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's simple to make it good. I'm saying they should have made it simply. The moon's fallen. Maybe, maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> Hit the moon with a giant rock and push it. I, mean, I, I don't. Whatever you wanted to do, I think if they had just employed the kiss method, keep it simple, stupid. If they just gone with a very simple little thing and just focused on mayhem and disaster, I think this could have oh. been really fun.
3: You, you know, sometimes when you're in a bad, uh, you start feeling like it's a bad movie. The best thing to go against it is just laugh. Just laugh and just be yeah. like, this wasn't what I thought it was. But the, I, there was one movie that just angered me this weekend to no end. Ooh! I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't like getting angry, but this movie gave me an emotion where is this the new one? I just yeah. yeah, I just wanted to walk out. Oh man! I got I gotta wait till everyone's. You saw it right, Rob? Yes. It's oh my god! Oh! Back you know, to huh? the
0: Texas wait a minute, can't... wait a minute! Are you guys telling me a Netflix original movie wasn't that good? You can't possibly be serious.
2: I. You know, the first movie I ever worked on, John, was Leatherface, That's Texas right. Chainsaw yes, Massacre Three. I do not understand. It's the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a franchise is like fetch. They keep trying to make it happen. It's never going to happen. They keep making these movies, but they're not. They're, it's not Freddy. It's not Jason. It's not Michael Myers. Leatherface is not fun. It is a. It is a sadistic guy with a chainsaw who's eating human beings wearing their face, you can't do it. And when you try and turn it into something that's franchisable, it's it's just stupid. And it never works, and it hasn't worked. Is this the ninth? I, think I, the ninth? I don't
3: know, this is the first one I've ever watched. I wanted to get into it, but that all The
2: first works. Texas Chainsaw is one of the greatest horror films ever made. The Sense of Dread, it is genius. And, and Texas Chainsaw 2, also done by Toby Hooper, is a parody. The other ones just don't
0: work at all. They don't work. All right, what's next?
1: Leo Yang watched Uncharted. Every time Banderas was on screen, all I could hear was John's voice pleading, no, Antonio, too sexy. No, Antonio, too sexy. (laughs) I'm
0: telling you what, that dude, I don't care how old he gets. That is a sexy bastard, Antonio Banderas. uh, His voice. And that voice of his, my God. I watched- he could seduce a habit off a nun. That dude is so, he oozes sex appeal, mm. that guy.
2: I watched Desperado, which is like 25 years yeah. old. I watched it a couple months ago. Mm. And while it's not a perfect movie, it's pretty damn great. And he is great in it. Yeah.
0: He's no, great. He's out, and for those of you who don't always talk about, we've mentioned this before, Antonio Banderas hosted Saturday Night Live a couple of, like 20 years ago. And there was this sketch in it where like it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be some kind of drama. He's like, that is a very important question. I must unbutton one of my buttons on my shirt, and then he's got this hype man going, no, no, Antonio, too sexy, too sexy, and does a, It's just, it's one well, of the funniest moments. things they've ever done. All right, what's next?
1: Matt, question for everybody on the show: What's your favorite Pixar film? It's,
0: it's a different answer every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day it's Incredibles. One day it's Up. One day it's Ratatouille. One day it's. Uh, Wally, one day it's uh, Toy Story 3, one day it's. Uh, it's it goes I really like a Bugs Life. Bugs Life is so charming. It's cute. I adore a Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. With it chopper. just appeals to my yeah. Amelie like sensibility. Uh, it that. does. Do
2: I
1: you have re- a favorite one? I love Ratatouille, and then my college thesis was written on The Incredibles about what it says was about it? our educational system. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Very Wow. I'd mm-hmm. read that. Can you send that to me? It
0: was really good. Ray, I know there's a bunch it. of Pixar I films you haven't it.
3: watched, but yeah. do you have a favorite that you have? Wally. Wally's so good. I, I just like robots. I don't know. Wow. It, was, it was very he was very deserted by himself the whole time. But and I Wally, love Wally's
2: actually a great science fiction movie it's too. Really, you well know what? Done. I
0: have I have a friend. Uh, her name's Keegan, who at the time was the entertainment editor for Time Magazine, and I remember when it came out when when up or uh, uh, Wally came out. She in in Time Magazine called one of the great sci-fi movies of all time. Yeah, and it really I remember is that kind of took me back for a second, but then I really thought about it. It really is pure, beautiful sci-fi. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. All right, what's next?
1: Avcali, strong possibility. I think Wanda killed the Illuminati.
0: No, I think I think she may have destroyed all the universes that they're all from. That, that Wanda is the cause for the destruction of all their various realities and now they're there collected together and uh, telling the truth to Doctor Strange. All right, what's next?
1: One True Emperor podcast. I'm starting the MCU. Iron Man was fantastic.
0: Hey, that's oh, great fine. that you get to start it off. Not many people are there and Iron Man 1 is a great way to go into it. Now you can go and watch our movie club uh, episode that we just did on Iron Man 1 and keep going, man. All right, what's next?
1: Sam Fisher. The goats have named... Tooth-Nasher and Tooth-Grinder. I did not know
0: that, yeah. but I love it. They're, ba-
1: they're the actual Norse ones, which like we were talking about this in the chat where it's like Trasje or something. I can't speak Norwegian, but they're, they're from actual Norse mythology.
0: I love it. Yeah. I'm all for it. All right, what's next? Thanks for throwing that in there, Sam.
1: Uh, Chi-Town Rules 09, got back from California and enjoyed my time. Only got the, to the, tour the Chinese theater, but was able to catch Death on the Nile at the Fox Theater in 70 millimeters.
0: Oh, that's very cool. But yeah, like even if you don't, if you come to LA and if you're a movie fan, uh, the Walk of Fame,
1: uh, yeah,
0: whatever. That, that can be fun, that can be not. But you owe it to yourself to at least tour the most famous movie theater in the world, the Chinese theater. And they have modernized it recently. And it is this great pure IMAX experience now, but still they've maintained all the history of it. If you're a movie fan, you ever visit LA, you've got to, got to, got to, got to go see the Chinese
2: Although theater. the Fox Theater, if that's the Fox Theater in Westwood, right. is also a great movie theater.
0: Yeah. It is as is the one right across the street the bruin bro, um, and then the, so the bruin i've gone to a lot of premieres there and then also also right across the street from the chinese theater is the el capitan, el capitan. theater which is gorgeous and beautiful yeah a lot of just bring like a seat cushion yes and Because not comfortable seating in that theater. But it is gorgeous. All right, what's next?
1: James Argenta. Could we see Dinklage reprise in his role in Thor 4?
0: Absolutely, we could. I don't know that it's likely and I haven't heard anything about it, but it is possible for sure. All right, what's next?
1: AB Kelly. Interesting if they do the whole Wanda no more mutants. And we have perhaps been living in a post-world reality where there are no mutants.
0: I mean, that's, that's the theory, right? That the whole reality that we as an audience has been watching is the reality that was altered by wanda now there is one big problem with that theory explain the events of captain america the first avenger when there were no mutants mentioned there are no mutants in the world but maybe just that they were still hiding yeah maybe at that point they hadn't become as populous the the genetic mutation hadn't really started out yet but it would be very interesting if they go because
2: they could say that you know mutants the the mutation took off uh, as a result of the nuclear age
0: yep a lot Ooh. of different things children, children of the atom or yep. you know pollution in the atmosphere or whatever since things triggering the x-gene whatever there's a lot of different explanations they could go with all right what's next
1: moncrease the musician hey john and crew long time viewer first time writing in nice thank, thank you, you man. thank you for this large 1999 super chat uh love the show and just want to say thank you for what you guys do oh uh, thank you moncrease that is so cool
0: and listen i say this all the time but it's absolutely true it's, it's amazing when people just want to write in and just say something encouraging and supporting. And that, you, seriously, that does mean a lot to us to hear that. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for supporting our channel at that same time. And thank you for being part of our community, man. It's deeply appreciated. Okay, what's next?
1: Al Renshaw, I still want my Deadpool and Wolverine meeting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey,
1: someday. Look, look,
0: regardless of where he's coming in Doctor Strange 2, which he is not, Deadpool is going to show up in the MCU at some point. And there will be, whether it's in Doctor Strange 2 or not, we will have a new Wolverine. And at some point, they will meet, and we will be in the movie theaters to see that. So that's going to be pretty awesome. All right, what's next?
1: Uh, Ricardo Masca, who just sends in a super chat to Did support. we get Joel? Oh, thank you. Joel, hey, John and crew. Question for Rob. I recently watched Dota and loved it. Oh. Nice. I saw you were in the credits for, anima- uh, for Animatic Editor. Can you explain what that job is? Hope you all have a great day.
2: Yes. So when you're making an animated film, they do rough composites of shots. Like it's just like getting shots in a movie coverage. What happens is when you get these shots, they have to be edited together. And then once you have the edited animatic the way that the producers and showrunners want it, that animatic is then sent back to Korea and they do all the final animation. So what I was doing was editing the show. You could watch it from beginning to end, but some of the time it was very, very crude. The animation isn't necessarily there. There are still pictures where people will one day be moving. Uh, There's no background. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, but it is very fun to just out of my computer, hit a button, And the file would be sent to Korea, and then six months later, it gets sent back, and you're looking at something that you've edited with beautiful backgrounds and the characters moving, and and it's
0: really cool. That is awesome. All right, what's next?
1: Ricardo, who sends in just a super chat to support. Oh, thank you, Ricardo. Al Renshaw, one of two. I rewatched Raya and the Last Dragon this past weekend with a few friends, and I teared up again watching that movie. The relationship between... Uh, her and her father still gets me because I lost my father a few months the movie came out what are some movies that still do it for you oh well, listen I'm sorry for your loss yeah and, and listen Raya is a movie that came out in a very awkward time
0: it had some controversy behind it because they changed the story they dumped the director they got a new director in all that, all that kind of stuff but the final result was a very nice little movie I thought Raya was, was a really enjoyable little film, mm-hmm. but your experience Al is a lot like my wife Anne's experience because the, um, uh, the movie Onward with uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt doing the thing, right? It's a very Dungeons and it's a, it's a living Dungeons and Dragons movie, but the basic premise of it was that they had lost their father when they were young And the whole movie is just them wanting to have one last day with their dad. Now, my wife and and Ray's dad uh, had passed away a few years earlier. And so I knew as I was sitting in the theater beside Anne and the certain things were going on on screen, I knew that when I, I didn't hear anything, but I knew that if I now turn my head and I look at Anne, I knew she was going to be in tears. And sure enough... She was, and it was a beautiful thing. Like it was, but I looked over at Anne and totally in tears, and that is one of the beautiful things about the art, man. What, what movie? Sorry, I was. This thinking. was
3: Onward. You never saw. Onward, oh no, did no, no. You? no. But but even um on Chung Chung Chi. Yeah. Like uh the Tony Leong? Yeah. Some parts of that reminded me of my my father. Your Tony for... Leong,
0: Your dad kind of looked he's like Tony. He's very. Leung.
3: He's very very. Doesn't speak much, but when he speaks, you listen. You know, sort of, sort of thing. So yeah, that was pretty.
0: I you're now that tough. you they mentioned your dad kind of looked like Tony. Matter of fact, I still remember, dude, at, at our wedding,
3: your oh, dad yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the <laughs> right. only
0: time I had ever seen your dad wearing sunlight And we did our our, our wedding outdoors in in our backyard, and so Ann's dad was like rocking the sunglasses, right? Yep. He looked fucking badass (laughs) he looked badass that day and uh yeah i remember actually part of our vows when ann and i did our vows uh i made half of my vows to uh her parents you did um and just making promises to them of what the the type of husband i was going to try to be for ann and it was a great day i don't know that i spoke a word to your dad that day And the only thing your mom said to me that day after she gave me a hug was paraphrasing this part. Now that I'm married to Anne, the one question, you're, the one thing your mom said to me is, if I can now get a job. And that, that was... Uh, that was...
2: See, if I was Ann's mom, I would have told her to ask you for the videotapes of your dance crew.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that wasn't... As happen, a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. That, was our, uh, that was our experience. But, Maybe but, I can yeah, still tell Ann's the mom The experience that. you had, that's one of the beautiful things about the art, is that because art particularly the movies, they connect us to the people in our lives. And we often associate that with the people in our lives. And the fact that we can have experiences like that, whether it's in Raya the Last Dragon or Onward or whatever that movie is that connects us. Like I said, my best friend growing up died. And now whenever I think about Tim Burton's Batman movie, I just just think about Brendan. Um, it is beautiful that the art does that for us. And it's one of the great things. Anyway, thanks for sharing, Al, and, and our deepest condolences uh, to you as well. All right, what's next?
1: Junis, hi. The No Way Home memory spell is a perfect device to explain why nobody uses the word mutant in MCU. Mutants are hidden from the world like Peter, maybe after horrific horrific event that almost started a war.
0: Here's the problem with that theory, though. That's great for a minute. One minute after that spell is cast... And all the mutants start doing mutiny things. And then now they're known in the universe again. And like, so everybody forgets Peter Parker, though. The moment Tom Holland's Peter Parker starts walking around town saying, hi, I'm Peter Parker. Now people know who he is again. Yeah. So that's, that's the one problem with that theory. But it could be a variation of that. So we will we will find out here very soon, Junus, Thanks for writing in that theory, dude. All right, what's next?
1: Andrew Nathan RPS. Hey, crew. So any thoughts on Charlie Hunnaman? Uh oh gosh, I always say his name. Ray. Jaimon Hansu. Thank you. Joining Rebel Moon. Am I the only one that loves that King Arthur guy Richie film? LOL.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't give a shit. I like that. King
3: Arthur movie. I did
0: too. Did you? Yeah, I, I loved yeah. it. I, <laughs> I love that movie. I had a lot of fun with that movie. I mean, I it was very Guy it. Ritchie. Sometimes to a fault. It was like, yeah. some parts it was Guy Ritchie when it shouldn't have been so Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. I still had fun with that movie and I don't know why people it. Which one is Rebel Moon again?
2: That's what... That's, that, that, that is, right that is, right is the now. Snyder one. Okay, yeah. I,
0: I thought that was the... Oh, dude. Oh, moon. Oh, Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's done. (laughs) We're like zombies to the moon. (laughs) It's all about that. All right, what's next?
1: Daya Alashor, you say that Spielberg is the goat, Yeah. but do you have any of his movies in your top 15 of all time?
0: Let me think. I'd have to go through all. See, here's the thing. What makes him the goat is not that like my number one film of all time is not a steven spielberg film and or none of the top five of of my all-time favorite Steven spielberg's films the thing is though all of his films are so consistently high
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right so consistently high yeah peter jackson made the lord of the rings films nothing else of peter jackson's is going to be my top 50 right like meet the feebles uh, I mean, not look. Kidding. No, hey, listen. I like me, th- but it's not in my top fifty right, right. per se, right?
2: I don't think it could be anybody's. Whereas, really. like
0: Steven Spielberg's films, like the best film of the year is West Side Story, and, and to me, to me, the best film of the year is West Side Story. You look, you go through his catalog, and all of his films are of such a high level of excellence that that supersedes a one-hit wonder or, a, right. or something like that. To me, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I, I would say it's kind of irrelevant whether any of Spielberg's are my top 15.
2: For me, there's an argument that could be made because my top 15 would be shifting around. Jaws and Close Encounters mm, would be mm. in my top 15. <laughs> but oh. like you said, the consistency level, but but for me, Jaws and Close Encounters are such, they're movies I can go back to. They have great meaning for me, and I think they're beautifully made. Oh,
0: and by the way, yes, he does have one that's in my top 15, uh, uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusades in my top 15. Oh, I thought you were gonna say terminal. <laughs> what? I, 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 One I was, day you will change I your mind. I still don't see it coming. Every time he says it, I still don't see it coming. All right, what's next?
1: Uh Beagle Studios. I'm excited to see Jane become Thor, then hopefully, like in the comics, now become Valkyrie, which she currently is. Lover is Valkyrie. Super cool.
0: Um, sorry. In the movie, she's not Valkyrie. No. No, I don't and I don't think we're gonna see her become either well, Valkyrie. Tessa or, Thompson's uh, Valkyrie. greatest
2: Valkyrie. I love her. Yeah. As
0: King Valkyrie I king
1: love that Valkyrie. her name is
0: King Valkyrie.
1: So apparently there was an interview too where she was like, No, she's king, and if she doesn't find a queen, that's fine. She can rule as both. It's like, Ooh, Tessa. Oh,
2: yeah. I yeah. Is this person
3: saying the queen is gonna be Jane Foster?
2: Hmm. I'm down for that. <laughs> Boom, chicken, I would wow. love it. Wow. Well, oh God! All right, what's next?
1: <laughs> oh, Montgomery the musician. <laughs> hey crew, I also have a theory about Moon Knight. Every time he goes to sleep, Moon Knight takes over, so he doesn't sleep, begins to lose his mind as a result, leading to different identities.
2: Rob, there could be a part of that. I could see that happening.
0: Is
1: that? Did
2: you get a
0: sense from that from the trailers?
2: A, maybe a little bit because they do. You know, him being tied in with the phases of the moon kind of came later but I could still see that that's a part of it. Like he doesn't remember maybe. Yeah. He doesn't remember being moon Knight. I could definitely see that as part of where they're going.
1: It's that fight club idea of disassociation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a really good theory to put in there. Mooncrease. Thanks for sending that in. All right. What's next?
1: The Jedi brand in. Did you guys watch severance on Apple TV? Just talking about that. First two episodes are fantastic. Crazy sci-fi concept, but so well executed. It's directed by Ben Stiller.
0: Now, so you did watch it, right? Yeah. like it, This isn't just concept, and no. it really worked for you? It's
1: really good. It's really, really great. Do, do, is there any notable names in it that we would recognize? Adam Scott is in there. Adam Scott's in it? Yeah, he's yeah. the lead. Oh, I love Adam Scott. He's wonderful. So he's in there. Um, we do have Christopher Walken. We have, oh my gosh, the Jesus from... Uh, from John Turturro. John, yes, Turturro John Turturro thank you he's in this as well
0: Oh, very nice all right what's next
2: the Jesus, the uh. Jesus. <laughs> and we all just knew
1: John Folk Taika and Gunn are both releasing a movie tomorrow which one are you watching first
2: I don't, what are we talking about? Taika Waititi and James Gunn, if they both had a movie coming
0: out tomorrow. Oh, it's oh, yeah, the they bo- I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I am not <laughs> like, no, aware not. of either of them. Uh, I, I, no, it, it depends on the movie. I, right, yeah. I mean, you could say Spielberg and somebody, I mean, it depends on the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't terribly excited for West Side Story. So if you told me that Suicide Squad and West Side Story were coming out in the same day, I would be going to see suicide squad because it just looked better to me, even though West side story ended up being my favorite movie of the year. So it would totally depend on the, on the project. Who do I think is the better director? Oh God, they're such different directors from each other. I don't know. It's, it's it's hard, but
2: they can both be wildly entertaining, wildly
0: Mm -hmm. entertaining. They both have this ability to take a comical veneer and put incredible depth underneath it, which makes them very similar in that way, I suppose. All right, what's next?
1: Vincent Moore, I hope maybe we get to see Nico from Marvel's Runaways in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. She is tied to the Darkhold, too.
0: Yeah, mm. I don't know if they're going to extend it to Runaways, but I love the Nico character in Runaways. That'd be I'd, really I'd,
2: cool, though, if they I mean, did something. Yeah. I mean, that would be a cameo that would be worth doing throwing it in there would
0: would be- make sense. i just loved runaways yeah. i mean i i love that show so I mean, if they could bring a little bit of that over i'd be down for it all right what's next
1: drew w i think the illuminati will actually be a group of the last mutants in the universe in the multiverse hiding from an evil version of wanda have a wonderful day y'all
0: again that would go to that kind of idea that we were playing with that each one of these illuminati members are people from a destroyed uh reality as a matter of fact the Mordo we see could be a different Mordo. Because remember, Mordo's got the shaved head. This Mordo's got the long, cool-looking dreads. Mm. So, I mean, maybe that's a different one, too. And I I love the idea there, Drew. All right, what's next?
1: Now we just have a bunch of Super Chats for support. Thanks, you guys. World Peace, Jerry Woods, Bush and Ryu Cat, and the Jughead One. Dude, thanks. So is there one for Mr. Hank Dunn? Oh, golly. Mr. Hank Dunn, trailer, good-looking movie. Me, that looks good. Trailer, only on streaming. Me, never mind. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I listen i i don't blame you like that's because number one that's the weird al yankovic movie that's also the new robert downey jr shane black movie although i don't know for sure they're saying it's probably going to go straight to amazon prime but just because it's amazon studios amazon studios has taken their movies and put them in theatrical releases first so we'll see but i don't blame you for that man because i've kind of felt that same way myself all right guys that'll do it for today's installment of the john campion show thank you so much for being here and making this show part of your day big special thank you to all you guys who sent in those live comments and questions number one because it gave us great fun things to talk about but number two you supported this channel as you did it and all of us involved in the show thank you guys very very much for your support don't forget The next episode of The John Campion Show comes right back again tomorrow. Also, check out for our new episode of Mailbag that will go up a little bit later tonight. And for everybody here in the studio going around here, of course, for Robert Meyer Burnett, Ray Ora, Chris Carr, and myself, John Campion, thanks a lot for being here. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.